Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Elder Scrolls gameplay and news podcast from Arena to Skyrim and ESO. We are a Quest Gaming Network production. This is Elder Scrolls Off the Record. It is available for you to indulge in love and plug into your face on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and YouTube, as well as on QuestGamingNetwork.com. Today's record date is Morndos. The ninth of Sun's Dusk and oh Liz. Oh Liz. What? <laughs> We've uh we, you've given me you've given me a nice a nice round of 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 quotes here. Mm-hmm. I am I am your host. And fellow Tamriel Traveler and the creepiest pedophile ever. <laughs> My family car is a windowless white van. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Off to a wonderful start. <laughs> Evarwin! Anything you put there. <laughs> Say your name again. What? Who are you? I, I'm Evarwin. Oh. That guy. I am that guy. <laughs> and and she... She's gonna make it after all. Liz, Mr. Slibo. Oh, my God. <laughs> you actually went to that. I did. I did. Wow. I went there. Did you like um, it? Yeah. <laughs> you could support your diaphragm a little bit more when you sing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's got to be like uh, Bercelli there, hold his diaphragm up, the other hand up, going, oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> you know, that actually helps a lot. Does if it? you literally hold your stomach up there. Oh. Anyway. It's uh, interesting. Like those old Bugs Bunny cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, if Arwen in a yellow wig, that'd be fantastic. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure, I'm sure there's an image somewhere of me. Doing that. Anyway, we're not alone. We've got we've got uh, we've got Rob here. Uh, when he walks into the room, evil cowers into the shadows and whispers his name from poorly lit corners. Rob, rage philosophies here. Oh. <laughs> hey everybody. Hey chat room. And and that is a true statement. I have only had to uh, inspect my children's closet once. <laughs> The creature has not come out since. Hasn't has been out since, huh? It's like, man, that guy's a jerk. I'm gonna go find some other little kid, a little bit more of a pushover dad. Uh, and of course, we've got uh, Mike. Mike is here, a student of history, recorder of Aetherius's fates, artist of stealth, member of the Green Pact, known by many as the Orkin Man. Mike, the Tamrielic historian. We have an infestation, Captain. I'm gonna wipe it out. All right, let's let's, let's wipe that. <laughs> let's wipe that out. Anyway, we've got a special guest here as well. 
forged from the ashes of dice, pixels, guidebooks, and mouse-click dialogue options, and co-host of Classic Elder Scrolls, Mark the Sonarist. Great to be here, and that was way more epic than was needed. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually funny, because the very first hint book I remember ever having was for, like, Space Quest 3, and this thing came with one of those little, uh, plastic red lenses that you'd put over the text so it would, you know, you could actually see what was written under there. You know, it was, it was as though, here's here's what, you know, here's step one, the question that mentions it. And we're not actually going to, you know, just in case you don't really want to know, here, you can you can uh, get the special decoder and figure it out for yourself. <laughs> I love that's decoder how, rings. That's how old school. <laughs> that's, that is old school. Anyone have a decoder ring growing up? I know, Liz, you had a decoder ring. No. Yes, you did. Come on. No. Come on. Why? No. My brothers would have taken it if so. I think they had one. Yeah. Be, Be sure, sure to drink your Ovaltine. Ovaltine. <laughs> <laughs> Buy more of our product. Uh, good old. <laughs> Uh, we want to thank uh, we want to thank all of our sponsors from from every every corner of the world. Here it seems like they're uh, they're throwing themselves in. First of all, our uh, our Patreon supporters, thank you so much for sponsoring us. Um, if you're interested in uh, becoming a Patreon supporter, just go to QuestGamingNetwork.com and click on the supporting QGN tab on the very top. Also, we want to uh, thank Tweaked Audio, TweakedAudio.com for quality headphones. Free worldwide shipping and, of course, 30% off. But, hey, slow down there, bucko. You need our code. And here it is. Off the record. All one word. Don't worry about the uh, exclamation point or pronunciation. No, no, no. no, no. You don't have to worry about proper grammar. It's all off the record. All one word over at tweakedaudio.com. But only if you're looking for some really awesome headphones. If you're looking for crap headphones, then you go anywhere you want. But Tweaked Audio only has great headphones there. Jimmy on Fifth and Broadway here has pretty uh, crappy ones. Yeah. Hey Jim- kid, want to buy? Want to buy? Hey kid, want to buy headphones? <laughs> I know Jenny listens to this episode, man. <laughs> Sorry, she never listens anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, <laughs> never will. And of course, by Audible, audibletrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. What is that, Avarin? That's a link you're going to need in order to get yourself a free audiobook. A free audiobook. When today? At audibletrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. Don't let my ridiculous New York accent for, uh, not show you the right way to pronounce it or, or spell it, I should say. It's audible, A U D I B L E, trial.com slash what the hell ever. And of course, <laughs> but, uh, you just got somebody some uh, some mad props there because uh, we're, our, our listeners are going to go in and type in you know audible dot com trial slash what the hell ever and somebody's going to get paid. Yeah, <laughs> probably probably a, a comedian slash podcaster. I'm going to oh, register yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, by our iTunes five star reviewers, all the way from Markland, which is Canada. My people! Yes, Sinfire! Of course, uh, we can't forget our our friends across the, pro- the pond over in the good old United Kingdom. Brought, brought again, 19, Sean Steer and Alora's Game. And. 
from a land down under where the marsupials evolve in Australia. <laughs> this is like, this is like a, a train that just got derailed. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm enjoying this immensely. It's like a line of people just trying to pick it up and put it back on the train. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me? As long as your train is not the one driving past my house, we're okay. We're doing good, then, right? <laughs> uh, from Australia, Lone Wolf 7691, Condoriviao, and D-Girl 1986. Anyway, uh, Rob, why don't you tell everybody who what we are going to be doing today? We are not going to be talking about Fallout. This no. is an Elder Scrolls show. Yes. But well, wait a minute, NVIDIA drivers just said to update for Fallout. It just popped up on my screen. Well, because it launches tomorrow. Oh, okay. But, but this is the now. Right. This is the now, Mike. Oh, okay. Live in the now, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, but we are going to be talking about Elder Scrolls games, such as Elder Scrolls Online, some Oblivion, some Daggerfall. I might throw in a little Skyrim gameplay in there at some point. Uh, our discussion topics, the big... Um, I guess you want to call it the the gray or green elephant in the room, Orsinium. Oh, yeah. And our initial impressions of the new DLC, Uh, plus some Tamriel's rumors, data-mined information, uh, Anvil and the Gold Coast. (gasps) Awesome. Uh Uh-huh. Plus... We got an awesome crafting table. A rage of the week in here at a random moment of my choosing. Actually, I know exactly where I'm going to put it. Okay. Um, and <laughs> slide it <laughs> in, Rob. <laughs> slide <clears throat> next line. <clears throat> uh, and we also have uh, some emails. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got some some nice emails as well. Uh, but. Before we get started, Mike's got something quick he'd like to mention. Yes, I do. Mark, Mark, uh, have you met Betty? I, I I think I've heard of her. I've never met her in particular, though. More importantly, has your wife met Betty? No, my wife is a jealous woman. <laughs> well, for our listeners, Jesus. this is Betty. And Betty and the people over at Bethesda and Gaming's Heads, who have brought you the community of plushes, the Bullnetch, the... Mudcrab and the Guar. This is their fourth installment, Betty the Netch. She can Aww. complete your family of Netches. She is available on GamingHead.com, and she is, could be yours for $19.99 plus shipping. She makes a perfect Christmas gift for all your ESO fans out there. And maybe, maybe Santa will leave one under your tree, Mark. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, the first when the first when the Bull Netch came up on their store. Uh, my wife, you know, uh, sent it, you know, uh, looked at it and said, nope, 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 not, nope, we're not happening, nope. Aww. And so, <laughs> just, you know, just basically it's like, okay, that's creepy and our house isn't big enough for it to have a separate room to be put in. So, <laughs> so basically the joke is, you know, so basically when the, the Betty was announced, before I even saw they'd announced it, she retweeted it to me and said, nope. <laughs> so, you know, basically, uh, it's sort of like, if, if one of our fans wants to be a wonderful person and get it for a gift, well, she can't say no then. But <laughs> <laughs> I've even tried to get his brother involved in this, and he won't, you know, he won't bite. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's met my wife. He's not a foolish man. <laughs> Mark's wife wields a terrible power. <laughs> okay. Do you work in an office or do you work from home? I work from home at the moment. Oh, so. oh yeah. okay. Uh, but no. Say, come on, have it delivered to the office. Just open it up there and then say one of your coworkers gave it to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just oh, it migrated no. home accidentally. One of one of these They're migratory days. animals. <laughs> oh, oh! What you can do is you can purchase Amazon bucks and then, or, or you know, a Visa, one of those uh, things, so it won't show up on any credit card statement. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then, yeah, or at least you know, something from Walmart. They have those Visa cards. Go get one of those and then charge it to that. The exploitress is in full swing, Mark. She's going <laughs> to find a way to get you that. I, I think it's less who paid for it and more than it showed up in the house. But, but if it's a get- say <laughs> it's from a listener, she will know. There you go. Oh, come sure. on. Aren't Jake. they so cute? They're adorable. Aw. <laughs> See, I, I got all excited about it when, when I first saw it, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, sweet, they got a new Netch out. And then, you know, of course, you know, my wife saw it. Uh, so she says, oh, let, let, let's see let's see what uh, what your son thinks about it. Uh, and he, we call him over, and he looks at it and goes, oh, okay. I was like, What? Whoa! What? The, the, wow! The, 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 yeah, the Netch kid was was unimpressed. Wow! Does he still like him, or was he going through a phase? I I, I think with him, he's he's more about the bull Netches because because when uh, when you kill them, they turn upside down, and they fart. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really the farting that's the important part here. Yeah, I, I guess like yeah. with the Betty Netches, he just wasn't as big on them. But I I, I think it looks cool. Like I might pick oh, one yeah, up. Oh yeah, no. Kill well, one, of the, one of these days, I'll have it. There's you know. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's stay on Rob for just a second here. You've got something you'd like to mention, right, sir? Uh, I do. Every uh, every episode, I like to pitch my uh, my Friday night stream, uh, known as Dancing with Daggers, which I share with the the uh, the, uh, the scenarist, scenarist Mark, that guy. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> it's an it is a fun night. Oh, it is it is always a fun night, and, 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 the, and <laughs> as long as we don't get kicked out by la- by uh, rollbacks, that's you know, that doesn't make it fun. <laughs> <laughs> that helps, that helps, right? <laughs> uh, okay, but uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, dancing with daggers is uh, is a Friday night stream. It uh, starts at ten thirty p.m. Eastern. Um, you can follow us on Twitter to uh, keep up with uh, what we're going to be doing, which we'll probably let everybody know about five minutes before we go live, because that's really when we know. Um, but it's just four people with Daggerfall Covenant characters playing the game, being stupid idiots, and not really caring about competition. And uh, that's what makes it fun. And there might be some music and alcohol involved. Can't go wrong with that. No. Can't go wrong with that at all. All right. Um, I've got a thing, and I'm really excited because I want to I wanna throw this out. I know we're about to talk about our initial impressions of Orsinium, but uh, yeah, so here it is. Um, so Mark is kind of like an awesome guy. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's kind of a badass. And he's been he's been doing an amazing job with with classic. He's been doing an amazing job with all of his streams. And um, I've kind of you know going back and forth on this for for quite a while. And I honestly, Mark, I really just want you to be a member of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Is that cool with you? Yeah, no, that's that's way cool with me. Yeah, I want you to be a you know a, a member of the show every you know every week when we do this or every other week I should say I'd like you to. 
just be a part of our show. Yeah, no, I'd definitely love to show. I'm sure I can pencil you in. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, will you be my fifth member of Elder Scrolls Off the Record? No, yeah, no, definitely. Lynn! Yeah. Half expecting him to pull a Dean and just be like, no. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was really sincere. That was adorable. Aw. Thank you, guys. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we, didn't, we didn't talk about it with, with any of the hosts here. Um, assuming, of course, you know, Mike, Rob, and Liz don't mind. I'm sure they don't. <laughs> That's it. I can wait. I'm done. I'm out of here. I cannot work like this. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cast oh, just changes on the fly. <laughs> Play his music. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you know, um, you know, Mark, you, you you've been you've been doing an excellent job on on um, on classic for for over a year now, and you know, I didn't. It was it was a tough squeeze to do the show in an, in two and a half hours when we had five people, and I wanted to stay to a four person format. But at the same time, um, I don't like the fact that. You know, for the last year or so, you've been doing such a great job on classic, but you—it also sort of feels like, you know, you're you're a part of of what we do, but you're also not a part of what we do. And I, it just—I didn't—it got to the point where I really just hated the exclusion factor when when you know talking about good old Mark. You're here. Hey, no, I again, I I love to do. I'm I'm just I'm really honored that you guys are willing to take up the extra time to have. Of the fifth person, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just struck me. So I'm doing classic. I do now doing SOTR. I'm doing dances with daggers, and I also have my own stream. I think that I've got one, one of the busiest schedules on this <laughs> network out of all the hosts. Uh yeah. Well, hopefully, I, I like like you said. Hopefully, you can pencil us in. But <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, we're, okay, we're changing the the name. The state. This whole thing is now called QGM. <laughs> can you request gaming QGM. mark? <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's not QGC. You know. Yeah. Again, you know. Thanks, guys. I I appreciate this. This yeah. is great. I can't wait to you know make this for you regular. So we, yeah, we we love you, Mark. Aww. We love you. The daggers are taking over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's take some of that love, pack it up a little bit, and move into our our uh, our discussion section. Of course, right after our fancy bumper. Hey, how about that? In their tongue is Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. Also, a uh, big hello to our chat room. We've got uh, the chat room is is filtering on in here on on YouTube. So, hello guys, thanks for coming on in. All right, so ESO's largest DLC to date, and rumored to be the biggest the game will possibly ever see, has finally arrived. We've all heard about the features: twenty plus hours of story content, new, two new public dungeons, blah 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 blah. We're here tonight to talk about our impressions of how we enjoyed Orsinium. But first, uh, let's give an overall score score of of our uh, of the DLC uh, from one to ten. Ten being perfect. How do we rate this DLC? Let's let's start with Liz. What do you think? Well, I always think one to ten lists are always uh, 
They're all everybody's going to say the same thing. It's going to be seven or eight. <laughs> okay. So um, my That's my time fair. is mostly in Maelstrom Arena, and I'm going to say nine mm. because I, just because I can't say ten. Uh, yeah, you know, I I have to agree with you on that. Most of my time has been in Maelstrom Arena as well, mm-hmm. and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a nine as well. Um, what do you think, Rob? I'm going to give it an eight. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and uh, Mike. I want to give it a nine, but I'm going to give it a five because it's infested <laughs> with these damn orcs. <laughs> they didn't Orsini. listen to me. They didn't listen to me months ago when it said, you know, can we help destroy Orsini? Oh no, we have to help build it. What the hell? <laughs> oh, man, Orsini would be great if it wasn't for all the orcs. Exactly. <laughs> Rothgarian Mountains would be a great zone if it wasn't for the damn orcs. That's so, uh, Mike, what, what, what is your what is your bounty up to now? Um, I haven't been able to log that character in for a while. <laughs> 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 you know, for those that you know hate the high elves and hate going through the Oradon and the early quest lines there, or that you know feel that the dark elves are racist and don't like to do the Deshaun quest, this is my version of those. So when Rob says he hates the damn high elves, and Mark says he hates the high elves, and they hate playing in the AD zones, yeah, this is my version. The zone is beautiful, but it's filled with stinking orcs. <laughs> damn filthy orcs! <laughs> uh, what about you, Mark? What do you think? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to have to go with 9, just because I can't say 10. Just because I know there's stuff that probably can be improved, but it's just like, yeah, I'm going to go with 9. Right. Well, we're going to start getting into the nitty gritty here. Uh, one of the things that, and, and, and we've got some bullet points here, but, you know, guys, feel free to just, you know, throw in your own, like, hey, what about this? Like, why don't we, you know, talk about this aspect, too? So we've got some bullet points to maybe get the old mental juices of flowing. Um, but, but you know, this is not obviously not a complete list. So biggest DLC uh, for the game. Alright, so so what do we think about the size of Rothgar? And then, just because it's a big-ass zone does not mean, like, the content density is is good either. I mean, if we learn anything from Daggerfall, it's, yeah, okay, your game can be the size of Europe, but... <laughs> Spend three hours walking. <laughs> three hours is a good hole. <laughs> you know, uh, if you're, you know... It, if you're walking forever, obviously, and there's nothing in between, it gets real boring real fast. So, you know, it, does that exist in the game or not? I, I don't really know. Um, I mean, I do, but maybe some of you guys know a little bit better. Uh, let's let's jump with Mike here for this. So there were certain parts that I thought that the density was really too high, actually. Uh, there's a quest line that uh, you have that I have to do concerning picking a new chief. And literally, if you stray from the path, you stray into another quest line. So it's like, ooh, I really wish they would have, like, opened that up just a little bit more. You know, maybe not as packed as tight. Um, but that's, I think, you know, for those people that want the content and, you know, it, it's it's really good. Yeah. But I, I felt like in certain points it was a little too tight. I got to admit, when I was when I was doing some quests, um, I wanted to. I, I picked up the initial quests from King Kurog, and um, as I was running out, I saw like you know, oh, there's a quest here, and oh, there's a quest there, and I definitely felt like you know, okay, they they really knew what they were doing this time around with distraction based content, but 
I kind of had to order, uh, almost rein myself in a little bit and say like, all right, you know, what, what are you doing today? Because you only have a certain amount of time to work with. Are you doing this quest or are you going to go off on a tangent here? So I feel what you're saying on that. Mark, what about you? Content density. Uh, I'm finding that it's had a good amount of density. I find that things are much more dense in, at least when it comes to where the quests are closer to Arsinium and a little bit into um, the Eastern Mountains. Yeah. But like, I just find that the way it stretches out, it generally it's actually pretty good. I was able to, um, it, like, it still has sort of the general layout of like the main quest, main hub will have, uh, main city will have. A, a large number of quests and then every major point will have maybe one or two quests to find with then uh, a couple of extra quests scattered throughout the land and so I thought that that worked very well. Uh, I like that one or two locations or at least one crafting location actually requires you to do a quest to actually unlock it Oh, okay. So you know, that was, you know, like that was a neat little addition to throw in there. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh Rob, what about you? What do you what do you what do you think? Anything on this? I think that I mean like in, in all honesty, just like in the past was it two weeks or the past week that this has been out, what what I've been doing was just running around and looking at the environments. I haven't done any of the questing yet. And, and there's a reason for this. The reason for this is that I spent a decent amount of time trying to get my crafter up. Oh, okay. Um, because of the changes that they have made um, with the new materials, uh, I have been trying to get my crafter some more skill points. And I'm working on getting my crafting levels up in my other characters as well. So, because now... It, as long as you have blacksmithing, blacksmithing, woodworking, or clothing rank ten, there you have a chance of actually looting the new material. So that's what I'm I'm focusing on. But I did spend a decent amount of time in uh, in Rothgar, uh, just trying to get a, a layout for you know for the zone itself. And all I can really say is that. This place is freaking huge. It, it, oh, it, yeah. It's it's ginormous. It absolutely is. Um, there was one area that I thought of Robin. So there was this uh, sky shard that I had to go get, and it was like down a cliff face. And I just kept walking and walking and walking. And I'm like, when is it this cliff face going to ever end? And all I could think of was, you know, Rob having the problems in the AD zone, hating how <laughs> you couldn't get there from here. Yeah. You know, it's like, I see where I have to go, but I can't get there. How the <laughs> hell do I get up there? Yeah, yep. I've had that. Yeah, I've had that happen. Um, trying to get to the Maelstrom Arena, and Liz, maybe you can back me up on this. It was a little annoying, actually, trying to get to Maelstrom Arena. For that exact reason. Um, now, did you, when you were going out there, did you experience that too, Liz? Um, what the? Oh, what just exactly? trying to, yeah, just trying to like get there and and realizing like it's over here on the map, but like I may be, you know, a little like uh, on the bottom of a cliff, and it, I gotta kind of kind of go around. The My only problem it. was actually getting out of the Orsinium City area uh, because there's no real easy way out. I. I 
wound up going through buildings. The roads would take me through buildings, and I was I was really confused with that. I finally just uh, transported to a way shrine that was outside of the city and went around. Yeah, and just ran. I mean, you know, my horse is fast. Shoo! Yeah, it, it, generally speaking, like traveling around, completing quests, it, it can be it can be kind of confusing to be honest. Well, I kept seeing other quests, and then I was sidetracked by that, and I was like, no, I want the arena. I want the arena. <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, know. I don't care about your petty little problems. <laughs> just, just show me, show me that arena. Yeah. Now, for you guys that played the arena, were you guys kind of disappointed that the portal brought you to where it did? No, I was impressed. You saw. Well, I don't know if you were online at the time, but in in the guild chat, I was like, "This is freaking beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you I mean, am- Mike? Uh, it, Disappoint. I mean, I, I wasn't really disappointed, um, but I'm I'm kind of eager to hear what you have to say because I I did think of one or two things. Well, once you like actually enter through the portal to bring you to the arena, not the arena proper, but the the pre arena setting. Yeah. Like I was like, why the heck am I in the Alakir Desert? And I'm just like, wasn't I just in Rothgar? Like I didn't hundreds and hundreds of miles away. Well, what the hell is am I doing in the desert? I mean, I understand it's a Daedric plane. But, you know, it's like, how hard would it have been to, like, make it look like Orsinium still, I guess? Uh, it was at the edge of a map, too. So I was like, I don't know where this part of the, you know, <laughs> part of the map goes. It could have, you know, could have gone through a mountain and been there. I don't know. That didn't really uh, bother me. What, what, um, because I, I assumed that it was just a, a pocket of oblivion. Yeah. So that didn't bother me. But what, what I did not really like was all the, it seemed excessive. Um, zoning in and then going to eventually where the portal is for the Maelstrom Arena. It's a really large area, and and I I wandered all around it. There's nothing around there. It just seems kind of excessively large. Maybe there'll be more to come. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, Generally speaking, your questing experience. How's the questing going, guys? Did you try any of the world bosses? Uh, And yeah, what do you think, um, uh, Rob? I came across a world boss. I did not engage because <laughs> I because I, I remembered um, one of the uh, nights that we uh, we did Dancing with Daggers, mm-hmm. and and we had was it Mark like eight twelve people in the group yeah. that all jumped on the PTS. Uh, Liz, you were there. Yeah, <laughs> and, I know. And, but you and I could have done it. Yeah, it would have taken you a half an hour, but we could have done it. <laughs> you could have done it, but you know, I, I was there by myself, and I'm just getting a layout for the you know for the landscape, trying to figure out okay, how do I traverse this uh, this this monster zone? Um, and I, I, I just remembered that encounter on the PTS, and figured there's at this point in time, there's no way I'm going to be able to solo this. Yeah. So, oh, uh, th- those those world bosses like. They, some of them are really challenging. There's like um, there's like one called the Unfinished Dolmen, and the boss that shows up there. Now, you know, Rob, my character is built for survivability. You know, right. like I, I don't do damage worth anything, but I can take a hit, and I can take it for quite a bit. This the boss at the at the Unfinished Dolmen can kill me in two hits. Jesus. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Like, you know, seriously, it's like, okay, I'm going to tank, stab, okay, he turns up, wham! 
Mm. Like the, these bosses are like some are more difficult than others, but they are they are not made to be just mowed down like the ones in the normal zone. No, not at all. Oh, and I have oh, to yeah. give it to them for that. That's you know because that's awesome. I I, uh, I I went out there. I found a world boss. There happened to be a group fighting it, and the one thing they were severely lacking was a tank. And I just happened to be all ready to go for tanking, so I jumped in on this on this uh, this fray. And it's a good thing I did because it was a beast and a half. It was um it, it was near Maelstrom Arena, and it's like um like several Dwimmer constructs is actually the world boss. It's not one dude. Oh, and yeah, the one that blasts out of the about. ice wall at the end. Yes, yes, that guy. Holy- yeah, I've actually jumped off that cliff. I saw it, it was up, and I jumped off the cliff. I was like Leroy. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you, it, it, it was five of us there fighting that 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 sucker. He's a hard dude. <laughs> oh yeah, no, like again, those bosses are actually made to require a group. Yeah, it's no joke. So. The world bosses are, are no joke. Um, d- is it me or did did I miss Dark Anchors? Or Dark Anchors not a part of this? Uh, the or see him literally happens after the main quest line, right? So there. That was actually one thing that I, I loved as I was traveling was um, I started bumping into NPCs from the other three different alliances that you had actually met and spent time with in Cold Harbor mm-hmm. and that were participating in the final missions in Cold Harbor. And I thought this was great because um, one of our uh, one of our community members, uh, Lunaritic, um, she had been play after you know she she takes her time and just really immerses herself in the game and she did the final mission to destroy the dark the great anchor and she was just absolutely crushed by all these characters who you know basically like when it's done it looks like pretty much everyone has been just killed or imply that a lot of them have died and everything and i sort of point out to her well you don't you're never told any of these ones died and you know there are clearly it's very chaotic there's clearly chances that they might have escaped and oh, yeah. you know things you know and that type of thing and then you start bumping into them there oh okay so she must and, have really loved that oh yeah and like you actually then get like they don't do any major oh let's have a huge discussion about what happened cuz the game can't decide what happened, you know, how you decide to look at things or right. how everyone else or how these, you know, what you did with the characters and whatnot. But they have enough there that like, no, these are old friends that you're you're suddenly coming across. Yeah. So I've met uh, three of them so far. Yeah. So that, cool. that was just a, a great little little thing to come across. Just remember, guys, when we're, we're talking about story, just please no spoilers. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, spoilers. no stories. No, yeah, no spoilers. I, Yep, I haven't done any of the quests yet. I'm just in there exploring, exploring around. I'm exploring. Uh, are we okay with no with dark anchors not being there? What do you think, Liz? Are we okay with that? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing else to say about that. I, I, I kind of miss it. Really? Really? I know we were talking about it on a previous episode, and we had said nobody does dark anchors anymore. It's true. It's very I know true. It, it, it is very true. Is I mean, like now, like once once you get all the achievements for all the dark anchors, um, you know, killing all the bosses, getting that like Daedric blood color uh, die, uh, it's it's like 
I, I really don't find myself engaging in them all that much. But on the flip side, you know, if there aren't any dark anchors in Orsinium, um, you know, as of right now, if you know, since this is supposed to take place after the main storyline, and the dark anchors are not, uh, you know, the, you know, they're not happening anymore, you know, maybe Zoss has something else up their sleeve that could potentially take its place. You know, yeah, I'm well, kind of hoping on that. Go ahead, Mark. Well, currently, what I'm finding is that the daily, the uh, Basically, the world bosses are getting tied with uh, these daily quests that they've got set up. And so you're constantly seeing things in the chat that I'm finding where people are huh. saying, uh, need more for the accursed nursery, have a quest to share. Okay. So basically, it's, you know, everyone joins up, the quest gets shared, and everyone then runs around, kills the boss, and moves on. So, I didn't know they had dailies for the world bosses. Yeah. That's cool. So... Yeah, no, it, it's it's a neat little thing. It's yeah, that way you've got your dark anchors, but at the same time, you know, like there's there's more encouragement for people to group up to do these world bosses. Like yeah. you're not you're much less likely to do try it solo because frankly they will kick your ass. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, All I could think of is you know that one episode we were talking about the scroll runs and I got the daily. Wait for me. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna see that in chat now. <laughs> Pretty much. Rubidite and Rosewood, far more accessible in in Rothgar. Um, I know as a as a high end blacksmith and woodworker, I'm excited. And oh, hold on, hold on, everyone, stop the presses, stop the presses. We forgot to mention the most important thing of of this entire expansion. I can now dye my shield. Ah! Yes, I have been waiting <laughs> since launch. <laughs> you guys now have pink shields. <laughs> no, but mine has a red diamond. I've been waiting since long to have a red diamond on the Imperial. It's not that big a thing. It's the shield. It's got the diamond. Make it red. I still think it would have been funny if you had been able to dye every part of the shield except, except the diamond. <laughs> I, not only would this table have been flipped, but I really, you would hear the report. You know, they would be calling for backup down in New York because of Madman flipping all the tables. All the tables. All the tables would have been flipped in Canada. <laughs> uh, now all they need to do is uh, unlock the weapon dying. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. I guess I, that might be the next. The well, next I mean. Else. I'm 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 hoping with that I'm I'm gonna kind of harken back to you know to what Paul Sage said about you know like the pink swords yeah. in, in the game, like I, I'm I'm okay with people dying their weapons. I think that it what they should do is incorporate that weapons can only be dyed certain colors like metal colors. Yeah, so I, like, I would think go that, that what they could do is just pommels and hilts and grips. Yeah. And leave the blades having to be either like you know one of like the metal colors like silver, brass, bronze, gold. Well, it's like you know I, I've got uh, like my favorite style of greatsword because I love two-handed weapons, uh, specifically greatswords. And my favorite style of all of them, to include the new ones, is still the ancient elf greatsword. But the problem is, is that the uh, the, the one that I've got right now it. I have people asking me, is that a glass greatsword? No, it's not. 
It's just that the legendary color by default of that of the VR fourteen greatsword is a green blade. Yeah. And it drives me crazy. I think it's just the ugliest looking thing out there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like glass armor and all that and, and all the other Elder Scrolls games. But I would much rather this sword be gold or silver or even like a gunmetal color than that obnoxious green. And it's got like purple. Uh, it's got like, uh, you know, like purple uh, decorations on it. Um so it, it's like this thing almost looks like, you know, it's a great sword if it were to be wielded by the Green Goblin. So, <laughs> so it's like, man, I just I really wish I could change the color of this thing. But you know, one step at a time. I'm glad they managed to get the shield dying in there. Yeah. Um. So maybe one day. First maybe thing one. I did was was dye my shields. No, oh, I don't know that. Amazing would it be? Okay, Here, here's an idea for the the crown store. Um, make it so that you can put blood spatter on that stuff. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Actually, yeah. Yeah. But only, that's a crown sword thing. In, uh, that's not a. Uh, Wicked Wolf what? will keep him in business for years on end, right there. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Blood of his enemies all over his armor, <laughs> weapons. It would be cool. Or, or maybe like, uh, you know, uh, make your own, uh, make your own crest that can go over. Well, I would have loved that for like your your guild oh, yeah. uh, symbol. Yeah. That I know they did that in Dragon Age in one of the expansions, and that was really cool. But I don't know if they could do that. But would be cool. That's a cool idea. It's a unifying thing. So, so uh, back to back to Rubidite and Rosewood. The availability is this like? Do we all think this is awesome, or is it just me? And is this like, you know, complete crap? Does anybody here not like this? I got a VR sixteen chest piece, a VR sixteen bow, and a VR fifteen shield now. So I'm really liking liking it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. Liz, Liz <laughs> at, as we used to say on Rift off the record, Q handles Messiah. <laughs> oh my God! I, I cannot tell you how happy I am about this. And I, I'll be I'll be upfront and honest with you. When Please. when Imperial City came out and I was playing around on the on the PTS, I felt extremely discouraged about. The fact that, at least as of that time, when when the IC first came out, that the only way you could get this material was to possibly get it by deconning items in um, in the the public dungeons or, or the, excuse me, the group dungeons. Yeah. Uh, but you had to be a VR 15 or 16 um, group just to get it. Um, but the rest of it, you had to purchase using them damn Telvar stones. Which meant, if you wanted the stuff, guess what? You had to PvP. If you sucked at PvP, guess what? You didn't get the stuff. So, And you really needed the stuff to PvP because if you exactly. didn't have it, so, you weren't viable. Right, so, yeah. you know, so, so the way I look at it, yeah, you know, don't get me wrong, I do enjoy PvP. But I'm not about ready to spend 16 freaking hours in the Imperial City just so I can get Five pieces of rubidite. Very and, annoying. Yeah, very and, annoying. And now, and now just, it's now it's there in Rothgar. Yeah, now it's there in Rothgar. It's like okay, now the Imperial City is just additional content, as far as I'm concerned. If I feel like going in there, I will. But like, I don't feel like I have to go in there to get the best stuff in the game because I like crafting my own stuff. You know, all those drops and and uh, you know and set items that, that drop in the world, yeah, that's great. If they work for other people, you know what? 
as far as I'm concerned, and hardly anybody's going to be able to convince me otherwise, as a stamina melee user, I will always go with Hunding's Rage. Mike, Rubidite, uh being in Rothgar, do you think this negatively impacts the experience in um, Imperial City? Um, I think it's going to... I've already heard this in the chats, you know, that Imperial City is like DOA now. Uh, that it's hard to get group content going because, you know, everybody's used to the large groups just zerging through that now there's nobody to kill if you can get a zerg together other than the, the non-player characters because people like myself, you know, probably Rob, you know, yourself are no longer there. Now, exactly. it'll balance eventually and people will return. But I think a lot of people have gotten their sets that they need, the pieces that they need, and have gone back to playing just Cyrodiil. And, uh, you know, now that you can get the Rubidite and stuff in Arsenium, they're going there to get it. Because, yeah, I mean, you spend eight hours, you can get enough to build a VR-16, you know, light, medium, and heavy piece along with a a, uh, a wooden item. So, uh, Mark, you, you've played, um, you, you've been playing the Elder Scrolls since 1994. As 96, but yeah. 1996. Uh, I, I gotta say, like, well, this is my first MMO that I've really played, you yeah. know, beyond level 10, frankly. Um, and, uh, like, I like the Imperial City, but it is very much, but whenever I'm playing the game, it's very much, I kind of want to go at my own pace. I don't want to drag people around. Um, you know, like if, if I'm in the mood for grouping, perfect. But otherwise, I just sort of sometimes I just like to get in there and explore on my own. Well, my question, so, uh, Mark, to you is, yeah. is, you know, um, you've been playing since 96, the uh, the Elder Scrolls. Obviously, you've seen it, you know, change and, and morph and and whatnot. Um, and, and this is kind of this is a way for more cinema, I know. But I got to ask anyway, um, does PvP belong in this game? Uh I think that with a, a world like Tamriel, yes, it definitely does. Um, it is called the arena for a reason beyond we already had printed up the names before we actually decided to make it an RPG, um, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> but but basically, like I, I think that it's it's also a hard thing to to. Like I, I'm assuming it's a hard thing to balance because whenever oh, yeah. I hear any MMO, I always hear about how unbalanced X Y Z is. Yeah, I think that for what they've done, having Cyrodiil as the PvP place does make the most sense for the game as as made. Um, but I do like the fact that if I want to get that gear, because like when I go into into Cyrodiil, I like to just sort of like go around and just do stuff i don't want to be super goal oriented like okay i need to get x number of telvar stones so that i can get this one piece of thing so i can get and yet one more block towards the other 139 pieces i will need to get this chest piece and i i found that with the all this material being in orsinium i'm not get falling over gobs of this stuff but I'm getting it at a fairly steady rate. So I know it's going to be a while for me to get a full set of VR 16 gear, but I'm not going to be flipping tables because <laughs> I can't get the stuff 
because someone you know because I just keep getting killed, All and right. you know just so I I think that it was a very smart idea to 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 do this. I think I like how it's done. Well, that's good to hear. I, um, I am. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Rob. I mean, we, we mentioned this before when when Imperial City first came out um, about how the amount of materials needed to make a VR-15 versus a VR-16 piece is tenfold. If you want to make a chest piece as VR-16, it is ten times the amount of material as it took to make the VR-15 piece. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I was, I was flip-desk about yeah. that when, when IC came out, especially... Um, you know, once you've had your Telvar stones taken from you a couple times or a couple dozen times. Um, whereas now I'm, I'm not nearly as hacked off about this. I've gotten a couple of pieces just running around. Hey, look, there's a plant. Oh, cool. There's Rosewood here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rob, do you remember back to when uh, the 100% chance of upgrade was not really a 100% chance? It was like a 99% chance? When you uh, wanted to go from like blue to green, or or green to blue, or yeah, blue yeah. to purple, I Basically. still hold my breath now because I'm like, if they if that bug is there, I just spent 160 you know rubidites to make this chess piece, and I've got to go from you know white to green, green to blue, Good blue Lord. to purple, purple to to yellow. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm going to go through heart failure upgrading my gear. That's a that's a f- true flip desk moment right there. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's I, a I, that's a call Zoss on the phone and be like, like <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Well, I, 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 I'll tell you exactly like what I'm afraid is going to happen is that I'm going to work on getting all of you know all this gear and I'm going to upgrade it to legendary and you know what they're going to do? VR18 tomorrow. <laughs> they're going to announce VR18. <laughs> Hey, if, listen. If that hap- if they that said happens. they they were not going to do that. Let's let's uh, let's hope that's that's the case. Um, all right, say, let's take I the last will. couple of minutes here, guys. Let's uh, let's let's uh, let's jump over to public dungeon experiences. Okay, old Orsinium and Rekindleft. And also, I want to hear uh, from uh, Liz on Maelstrom Arena. But first, let's let's jump on this. Who played these public dungeons and which one? I went through old Orsinium. How, how'd you like that, Mark? That was fun. They actually had a really uh, neat little plot line to go with it. Okay. So just it, 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 the plot line really did focus on sort of the the orc tribes, the fall of Orsinium, and uh, and their relationship with Malkath, basically. And it was actually a really good one. How did it so, flow? Did it go well? Did you feel rewarded? Uh yeah well I have to admit at the very end I was the entire time I'm expecting this huge boss fight at the end yeah but there isn't oh that's weird and and yeah I, I thought that was especially considering we're talking Malakath Malakath is literally guiding you through this oh that's cool so like you're it, it's very much a lore deep quest like it it really goes into the history of the clans and how they helped build Orsinium and how they helped lose Orsinium. So from a lore standpoint, it's fantastic. I didn't feel cheated at the end of the quest, but I was surprised that there hadn't been this big battle at the end of it. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't miss anything then. No. Because I I, I went back twice trying to figure out, okay, what the heck didn't I do? Because I was like, I've got the the two awards there, the or the three, the 
the champion of it, the the slayer or whatever, you know, when you get the three different things in the group challenge. Yeah. And I'm like, there has to be something more that I'm missing here. Did it feel I did it with two other guys, so was, we breezed through it. Was there you know, like early. a lot of was there a lot of people in there, Mike? Uh when I did it the first time, yes. Uh I then soloed it a separate time where literally if I saw other people going one direction, I'd go another direction. Yeah. Just to avoid them, just so I could, you know, get the full experience. And the mo- the mobs I was able to take out without a problem. Uh, the bosses, it was a 50-50 chance. Uh, it was that kind of fight where at the end you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I did it, or son of a... Probably a good idea to go in there duo, right? Yeah, uh, there's a there was one troll fight that I did four times, and finally I got saved by a Sark who came through, literally, and just was like, bam, 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 over and done. I'm like, how are you that powerful? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, anyone, anyone hit up uh, Rekindleft at all? I did that one. How'd that go? That is really cool with all of the Dwemer automatons in there and some uh, other people hanging around. There's one fight where you have to go to this special room and uh, this giant automaton centurion shows up and he is very difficult to beat. Uh, I ended up waiting in there for about an hour for somebody else to try and take him on. So yeah. if you're not grouped with somebody, don't expect somebody to come to your rescue. Because uh, especially now that Fallout 4 is coming up tomorrow. Yes. Uh, just to just to throw this out there, I know the chat room is saying um, some of them are, are still low level. Rothgar, uh, or Sinium, is a battle-leveled zone. So you, you go in there and they battle level your character and we talked about that in the last episode of um, Elder Scrolls off the record and in, in, in great detail from what I can remember yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. um, you you check that out but uh, it, it doesn't matter what level you are as long as you buy the DLC you can go in there battle level you up to what VR 16 uh, yeah. slightly less than VR 16 equivalent so and you're yeah. not going to be as powerful as a, a VR 16 but you weren't going to be like a VR 12 or 11 equivalent either you're going to be pretty powerful and your gear gets battle leveled too so it's not like you're walking in there naked well you could i guess if you know dancing daggers does it yeah you could do that if you wanted to but it's your choice like you could naked or not anyway um (laughs) mike you played both or old orsinium versus rekindleth uh what was your favorite and why uh i liked rekindleth better uh i thought that the the vistas in there because you're on some like uh, parapets and landscapes and uh, just different cool stuff going through a giant um, Dwemer like pipes and all that stuff are in there so it's like partial Dwemer ruin partial Rothgar so I thought that the visuals were much better than old, or, old Orsinium okay Liz Maelstrom Arena yes I, I was playing a little bit of this uh, during the week I know you were. Yep. Is this not the coolest damn thing you've done in the game? Smoked it. Smoked through it. It was awesome. Really? <laughs> Except for uh, halfway through. Um, <laughs> it's a really long... Be prepared. Like, order your pizza ahead of time. Get a you know two <laughs> liters of uh, Pepsi and sit down and, uh, yeah, make sure all your family, friends, and loved ones are taken care of. Because you're not going to see him for a while. Yeah, you're in for a long haul. Now you did, especially if you're not a DPS. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Um, now you did all nine arenas, right? No, I'm just going to pretend like I did. 
Okay. Um, I smoked through them until I think it was the fifth or sixth level. Um, that's when I started to waver because it was getting to be like three and four in the morning. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I could do this. Yeah. Um, Head plop desk. Boom. Yeah. Um, no deaths until then. There's an iceberg level that um, I know I can get through, but I just, I was like, I'm not feeling any. I, I just, yeah. I, I need to be on my toes for this. Yeah. And it would be really nice if I could go back and pick up where I left off, but it can't. I you gotta- can log out. If you get logged out, which happened, which I, yeah, <sighs> oh, almost flipped desk. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I did nothing. I was, I was literally touching nothing. For my keyboard or anything, and all of a sudden, yeah, you just logged me out. <laughs> Luckily, it logged me back in because it was in, you know, a few minutes. Uh, were you good, though? I mean, when you got back in, you're like, no no progress lost? Not at that point, but then the next day when I finally said, I'll do this later, I don't really care if I have to go back to the beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I went back to the very beginning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got up to the, uh, to the fourth arena myself and just... Every step of the way was was incredible, and I love how every arena gets harder than the next. And you don't you don't think like, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through the next one. And somehow you just manage it, you squeak it on by. As a um, stamina based Templar, there, this is a pain in the ass. <laughs> I can only guess. <laughs> I, I mean, I got up to the fourth arena, and at the very end, the damn engine guardian from Dark Shades Cavern, Dark Shade mm-hmm. Cavern, just comes crawling out of out of nowhere, and I'm just like, I'm standing there huffing and puffing. I've got Dwemer automaton garbage just all over my character's body, blood everywhere. I'm like, ah. Oh, oh. And this damn thing crawls up out of the ground. I'm looking up at him like, you son of a bitch, you sick <laughs> bastards. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, I have zero DPS ability, really. Zero ranged, really, because I'm a tank. So I, I had loaded up my bar with, you know, some, some, D, some you know, uh, Templar DPS skills. But um, really, I got my two-handed weapon, a sword and shield on my other bar. I've got good survivability, decent enough damage to get me up to that point, but I know for a fact there is no way in hell I'm going up to this engine guardian and asserting anything that looks like DPS at it. <laughs> I, fought really? this, I fought this damn thing for 30 minutes. Got him to maybe about 30% and I died. <laughs> oh, a pain in the ass. But I... I'll tell you, I had fun every step of the way. It was crazy. It's hectic. I was running around. Use the buffs. Use the buffs. <laughs> yeah. You know, after the first, uh, I didn't know how many how many levels there were. And so I, the first three, because I was thinking maybe there were five in Oblivion. Somebody was saying it was just like that. So, okay. And um, every, after every single final boss of that area, I was like, is it over? Is it over? Did I do it? Did I do- <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um. Maelstrom Arena, I have to say, is the most fun that I've had doing solo content in this game. And notice I didn't say it's the most fun I've had by myself, Liz. I, I right around. <laughs> oh, so you're saying that? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the time uh, we do dungeons is not doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. That's <laughs> gripping up in this game is still the most fun. But, oh, then, then in that case, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, it is. I was going to say, you know, you had to word that right, otherwise your healer was uh, yep. going to say, 
Buddy, too bad. I'll go play with Zephin. He can be my tank from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time last night when uh, I got you out of that web? Yeah, that's right. Hashtag replaced. Yeah, that that, that was great, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to let you forget it. Yeah, I made a mental note to bring it up. You, you did. You, you, I'm surprised you were able to. Anyway, so. <laughs> best solo experience I've had in this game. And um, I'm up to the fourth. I'm still trying to get that engine guardian down. I'm going to have a lot of fun doing it, so I can't wait. Let's end off with this. Currently, any thoughts on improvements for the DLC? Anything from anyone at all? How can this be any better? I know, right? Tough question. Mark, anything? I would say that the only real problem I've had with this the entire time has pretty much been with... um, post-load screen loading time. You know, basically like you're you're zoned in, it takes a little bit for the the Horrible. NPCs and that to populate the Horrible. zone. And then there's sort of like this area that if you leave before it's had enough time to expand outward, uh, you go to another loading screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If and I real it's the zone's new. It's you know, the zone is, is just out. It's the new shiny thing. And everyone's playing it, and well, they should be. Um, but as a result, it just it means that, especially if you're in Orsinium, you expect these delays. At the same time, I'm sort of at the... It's, it's so good that it's like, okay, yeah, it's another one. I can wait. Worth waiting for. Yeah, it, it's worth waiting for. It's yeah. been annoying, but it hasn't... No, it's been more annoying in other places. The loading yeah. screens... Uh, Zoss... You have to get on this. The loading yeah. screens. I'm a patient guy. I I get very close to losing my patience with these loading screens. It is very, very, very annoying. And, you know, is it worth waiting for? Hell yeah, it is. It absolutely is. It's, it's a fantastic DLC, but those loading screens, you got to work on them. You really, you really got to try and find some way. Um, so, yeah. yeah several I, times during the loading screens when it's been so long. And, you know, I have a very 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 bad attention span anyway i'm gonna go look up something and then i'm gonna want to go play dragon age i just give up there's several times where and during a loading screen while i'm playing you know solo i don't don't blame you i don't blame you yeah yeah um anything else guys from from any kind of like other improvements other than i want to side with the winterborn to kill the orcs you know (laughs) that'd be the only thing but you know i would have really liked it i'm sorry if if the uh the area to start the arena, you didn't have to run so far. Of course, I have a problem with that with all the crafting people, too, in the cities. Uh, Rob, as a DLC, how do you stack this up against the Imperial City? I like this a lot better than the Imperial City. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just the PvE nature of it. Yeah, or... it, it, that, that's exactly it. It is yeah. the PvE nature of it. Yeah. You know, again, I'm, I, and I might get hosed for this, you know, in, in you know comments or whatever, but... I, I'm not a PvPer at all. Um, you know, I, I enjoy it, you know, on occasion, but I'm not hardcore about it. So, you know, the PvPers had the IC, you know, to you know to enjoy. That was their DLC. Now this is this is the DLC that, that everybody else has been waiting for. Yeah. I, I gotta tell you, I, I, I said this before and I'll say it again. I really think they should have uh, released both IC and Orsinium 
at the same time make it one DLC. I really yeah. think they should have this way. I mean, IC was great, you know, because it, it was a much needed PvP update, and it did have some cool PVE features to it. But I think the both of them together, you would have it would have been one of those rare moments in gaming where everybody would have been pleased at the exact same time, and everybody would have jumped back into the game. And people like IGN and, and Kotaku and Game Informer, they would have been like, it, it, this one patch, this one DLC alone has completely revitalized the game. Subs would have gone up. I, I really think it would have been incredible. Yeah. All right. Have any of you guys spent any time looking at the wildlife? Yes. Isn't oh, it no. amazing some of the stuff that they did, like the bear improvements and then um, the horkers? Yeah. Like, I found a horker that was playing in the water. Like, literally, I, it rolled over on its back. It was flapping its tail. Yeah, I, I like when you're, fight, when you're fighting the bears, if they break out of, um, if you do something that would say stun them or something, they break out of it, and their breakout animation has the roar, and spittle just flies everywhere <laughs> as they're just roaring in your face. Achievement unlocked. The word spittle has been used for the first time on this podcast. <laughs> it's actually looking up a rhyme for, for like, whittle or something like that. <laughs> I'm on rhyme zone, and I'm like, whoa, what? Spittle, that's awesome. <laughs> we can use that. Yeah. All right. But, um, let's move into gameplay, guys. Uh, that um, that kind of uh, concludes our, our Orsinium first impressions. Uh, I got to say, it's a fantastic DLC. Hey, guys, what, le- last question. Worth the money? Yes or no? Liz. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Liz, do you think it's I'm worth the money? I'm subscribed. It comes with it. Cool. <laughs> Rob. If I were not subscribed, then yes, I would I would buy this with crowns. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? Uh, I actually unsubscribed after the entire glass motif thing, so I actually bought this with crowns, and I paid for the upgrade to get the bear, pet, and mount. So nice. I am very happy with that. Cool. And Mark? Um... I am subscribed, but I had some crowns, so I picked up the the you know the the edition, the special edition with the bear pet and the mount and whatnot. And it, just because you know down the road I may unsubscribe, you never know. Yeah, and totally worth it. Just totally worth it. Cool. I, I agree. Uh, like I said, nine out of ten for me. Uh, definitely, um, if you're looking for for something to do in the game, definitely get this. It is worth worth the money. Speaking of games and playing games, let's go into our gameplay right after our awesome little bumper. Hey, hey. And we are back with your gameplay for this week, folks. Um, I want to kind of leave ESO out of this a little bit. Uh, I want to see if we can actually do that. I was hoping that maybe we could have squeezed in our our gameplay a little bit with with the discussion we just had. Um. So so let's let's see if we can actually do that. I don't know if we can. Probably not. Right? Rob shaking his head. No. No. It don't matter. All right, guys. That just means I'd be sitting this one out. Ah, I think kind of everyone yeah. probably would be, right? All right, so then, so then, ESO, ESO is on the table. Um, Rob, 
let's start with you, man. What did what did you do in ESO? Okay, well, as far as you know, my, my gameplay with uh, with ESO um, as of late has been uh, somewhat uh, limited with uh, with classwork and also trying to get uh, you know my own personal woodworking stuff going, uh, but. When uh, uh, when I do have time on Friday nights, uh, I do uh, like to do uh, the you know the Dancing with Daggers stream. Um, and this this past Friday, we got together and we decided we're going to do pledges since it was the first Friday of the uh, uh, of the expansion or the excuse me the DLC. Uh, we decided to do pledges, and uh, so we went and got the uh, got the pledges and. The regular pledge was was that Blackheart Haven is that the name of that place? Yeah, yeah. The with, with the pirates are, um, but the uh, the veteran was Darkshade, and uh, we decided okay, well we we we, we, <laughs> we had done Darkshade before, and we had gotten speaking of the, engine uh, guardian, <laughs> yeah, we, we had gotten that that damn engine guardian down to six percent, and then wiped. Oh. Oh, that was so painful. But we jump in, and it was kind of like riding a bike, like we had done this before. Uh, we decided to start with Vet Darkshade, and uh, we did the first, was it, two or three boss fights, and we're actually able to, to mow through them pretty quick. And then we came to the Netch boss. And we wiped a few times, but we were, you know, we were regrouping, re-strategizing, and then we wiped one last time. And all of us go to res using soul gems. And you've already been cue the music. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. No, oh, what the. You gotta be freaking kidding me! Man, that's some bullshit! Ah, come on! Rage of the Week! You had to hear it coming, guys. It was building. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened? You guys died. We died. We go to res. And then all of a sudden, all four of us were booted from the game. What? Now. I can't remember. Was it back to login or was it just a character select? I think it was to character character yeah, select. It was just a just a character select. Yeah. It you know we you know we wiped like it was like the second time that we had wiped on this on this net boss, and we're like okay guys all right you know we did this before we can do it again you know what are we missing here and just out of nowhere I get load screen after resing and there I'm looking at my character on my character screen like. Uh oh. Okay, so I logged back in, and it part. It, it, it when I loaded back in the game, it put me right outside of Darkshade Caverns. Uh, I hear I hear Ray and Tim log in, and they're oh going, no. "Oh no, I'm in Wayrest." Ah, oh. <laughs> yes. so the whole thing was just reset. And like, what? <sighs> what the? All right, hold on, hold on, guys. Look, look, let me run in here real quick. We run in. And the whole damn dungeon had been reset. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was like... That's the worst. 
and it, we've been in there for a good 35, 40 minutes already. We were making some yeah. pretty good time, but but at that point, we we were just so demotivated at that at that point. You're just like, all right, guys, screw it, let's go to Blackheart. Yeah. You know? So, uh, so we ended up going to Blackheart, and we face rolled that dungeon. That was, you know, it was absolutely nothing, and you know, we we had a, a, a grand old time. But it's yeah. like, ah, oh, ah, man, like, I don't blame you. I would have. Oh, I would have. Mm, yeah, I I wanted to flip my desk. I think yeah. like I actually sounded like the bumper when that <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, what the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was not happy, but uh, but but that, that that was Dancing with Daggers. Uh, sorry, we didn't open it up to uh, to the guild or in Teamspeak this week. Uh, figured go back to you know we're only going to do that you know you know so often you know don't want to make it a um, you know like an every week thing. Yeah, I can but, understand. I can understand that. I mean, plus since, since we did it two weeks in a row, so right. I uh, figured that okay, this week we're going to go back to just four of us. But um, in, in the meantime, I've been working up after Thanksgiving there that day where a lot of people have the day off. Oh yeah, the that yeah, Friday the, after yeah Black Friday. I, I I I was just recently given that day off by the by the university, so I'm like, all right, oh cool. nice. So that's cool. But um, so I've been working on my crafter. Um, I had to respect my crafter because I had just enough skill points. I remember doing this like back in like June of last year where I worked my crafter all the way up and said, okay, I can get just about everything if I have X number of skill points. And I was able to make that character a master crafter. And then what does Zoss do? They add a skill point to blacksmithing, to woodworking, to clothing, <laughs> to provisioning, and to enchanting. You're like, now I'm five short. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to respec and well, hold on, just. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, so that's what I did. Uh, I, I dusted that character off, uh, and uh, by the time that I got all the skill points I needed before, uh, I was halfway through Cold Harbor. So I went and finished the eastern part of Cold Harbor, and got enough skill points that okay, I'm good to go for a, a few more DLCs. So. She is now back, respect as a crafter, and I'm working on my Dragon Knight at the moment. Uh-huh. I've been having a lot of fun with my Dragon Knight. Uh, my Dragon Knight is actually the one that I have been exploring uh, Rothgar with. Um, and it's, it's interesting because it's been so long since I'd played my Dragon Knight, a lot of the changes they made with the Imperial City is, well, not so many uh, changes with, uh, uh, with the uh, Orsinium update, but I hadn't. I, I didn't play that character at all, to you know, to get used to some of the changes that had been made. So it was like having to relearn the the class all over again. Oh um, yeah, there's a lot of changes, and yeah, absolutely. I can I can understand that 110. percent But um, you know, I, I have uh, I have my Nightblade, Karis. Uh, she, she's kind of uh, she's kind of taking a vacation right now. Uh, I I. I you know, I used her on Friday night for daggers, um, and I'm very slowly inching my way to VR 16. I'm actually in no big rush to get to VR 16. Like I'm just I'm playing it, and I, I don't even look at my experience bar. Like I, for the most part, I have it turned off. 
Well, that's good. A lot of people play this game with the idea of they need to grind out these levels to get to the end game, and for the life of me, I could never figure mm-hmm. out nope. why why that is. Yep. Still got VR14 gear, and I'm going to use that as long as I can. Thanks, Zoss. Um, <laughs> but uh, th- th- that's pretty much been my experience in ESO. Um, but uh, right. I did get a little bit of Skyrim in o- over the past two weeks, and th- th- that was lots of fun. Um, cool. Since, what are you doing in Skyrim? Well, s- s- since we uh, we did the uh, the Forgotten City, that kind of reinvigorated my uh, you know my, my gameplay into Skyrim. Yeah. And so I went and updated all of my mods and had to reinstall the game again. Nice. And, uh, yeah. uh, all the all that fun <laughs> stuff. But I actually no, it's not true. I didn't have to reinstall the game all over again. Um, I, I was having an issue with the uh, SKSE. Uh, go figure. So uh, I had to fix that. Uh, I really wish there was a better way to install that damn thing, but I was finally able to get it to work. Well, you can do uh, it now on, um, on on Mod Organizer. Though, yeah, but you, it's also available on Steam Workshop. Yeah. So but, no, it still has to be separate from Mod Organizer. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you do it on Steam Workshop, it automatically installs it for you, and it's up and running. Like SKSE itself, or yeah. are you thinking Sky UI? No, no, SKSE itself. Ooh, that's um, might have to look into that. They've, they've got but, a special thing on it now that you download it as a separate file, and it just you start from that, and it goes from there. Oh, cool! I have to look okay. into that. But um, I've, I've pretty much just been—I I haven't been doing any quests uh, for the first time in a long time. I actually have Lydia following me. Um, you patient man, you. Yeah. Hey, well, the thing is, one of my mods, I'm not sure which one it is, um, she keeps saying the same line over and over again, and it's not the, I am sworn to carry your burdens. Like, she keeps saying this other line over and over and over again, to the point where, uh, at one point, I just hit her upside the head. <laughs> hey, look, uh, it's a cave. <laughs> that'll work. I'm trying to remember what she said. She said it so many times. That it's been like erased from my brain, but um, <laughs> it's you know I've, I've been playing around with it and it, it is so weird going back to Skyrim from ESO um, because I, even though for the most part my uh, you know my, my keybinds are the same because I play ESO in third person but Skyrim in first person it, it still feels like two different games. Yeah, and the, the character uh, the character is definitely. They play differently, you know. They feel differently. They jump differently. They feel heavier, and uh, in one game versus the next. So, yeah, I, I mean, definitely, you. like with with weapon swings in Skyrim, there is no way that that ESO can come close to just the feel you get of impact with weapons in in Skyrim. And you know, it's understandable because. You know, since Skyrim is not an online game, um, it's just always like whenever whenever I uh, I charge a, a heavy attack in Skyrim, even with a one-handed weapon, it's almost like you can feel that make impact with the enemy, um, and and I and I love that. So All that's right. a, that's really the gist of my stuff. Mike, uh, what about you? What you what you what have you done in, in so, the game this week? I'm- wanted to try and get back into Skyrim. I had that itch, you know. And uh, I've been having some problems 
with the like stuttering issue going on with some of my Steam games. Uh, so you know, you know that I've been playing uh, Deadly Premonition there alongside Mark, trying to you know he's got me hooked on that. So I moved Steam to my solid state drive, and I moved Skyrim to my solid state drive, and I'm trying. I figured, okay, this would be a good time to start a new character. We'll get mod organizer up and running, and I've spent quite a bit of time because it's an arduous task to move 150 plus mods. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know since uh, mod organizer. Prefers the Nexus to Steam. I've had to go back and find a lot of them on Nexus and stuff. So I actually haven't actually been able to play Skyrim yet because uh, got to get everything you know squared away first. Mission uh, of gaming, just doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, I've been in ESO uh, and uh, in Arsinium, and yes, my bounty is gigantic in there. Uh, <laughs> I bet after killing all those orcs. Well, it started, you know, you, you zone in by the one place, and uh, for some reason I fell into the river. And I couldn't get out of the river, so I had to follow the river downstream to get a point where I could get out. And I'm standing outside of an orc stronghold. The first orc I meet gets up in my face about this damned little elf. I'm like, are you kidding me? As in, like, you can't come in because you're an elf? No, like, she's, you know, just going on and on and on about this damned little elf. I have no idea who she's talking about. But, you know, here I am, a Bosmer. I have Bosmer height issues to begin with. And you're calling me a damn little elf and going on and on and on about damn little elf. Next thing I know, I'm being chased by the guards. I actually had to log out until my bounty cooled off, which took the rest of that day and play another character. Oh. Come back in, finally, you know, talk to the lady, and she wants me to go into this mine and figure out what this damn little elf was doing. So I See, go in. That's a problem with bullying. It turns its victims into perpetrators. <laughs> <laughs> so I go in, I do the, the quest in there, and you find a familiar face, which was really cool. Uh, we talked a little bit about that. And a puzzle that was really very much Skyrim feeling. This DLC did really a lot of really good things with you know bringing you back to Skyrim. Uh, finish the quest, brings, bring out the, the damned little elf, and there she is, you know, singing my praises all of a sudden. I'm like, you son of my... <laughs> <laughs> so then I travel a little ways further, and I run into an orc in a tent. And he's giving me crap about being an elf. I'm like, are you kidding? Wow, what you is... can't you can't catch a what? break anywhere. <laughs> I, exactly. I'm like, okay, you're going to get, you know, uh, the, the face retort, just like the other one did. Hover over it, find out his name. I'm like, oh, crap. This is an important person. I can't actually shoot. You can't. Well, I could shoot, yeah. but it's not going to do anything because yeah. of who it is. So I actually had to take his abuse for a while, you know, talking about, you know, that you better not say that. And, you know, you can't say these kind of things in Valenwood. Well, I guess you could. Like, you son of a bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so, poor Mike. You, you get the you get the orc hate every, everywhere you go. Yeah. So, you know, it's like they knew I was coming, you know, not liking orcs to begin with. And then they got to give me the orc hate instead of you know the yeah. other way around. See, can you can you understand why the guy hates orcs? Can, uh, you, can you understand? Bad enough, that? I got to play a short Bosmer because you know they cut the cap limit on how tall a Bosmer could be. He's <laughs> anything else, Mike? What else you do? Uh, that's been really it. I mean, you know, we covered a lot of you know what we did during the you know let's sure. review Orsinium. Yeah, um, yeah, I've had a great time here. You know, killing orcs. <laughs> what uh, what about you, Liz? Um, I know you did Maelstrom Arena. Anything else on on top of that? I I know it's it's been a it's been a busy week for the both of us. Let's be honest. 
Uh-huh. Um, well, they, we had a challenge from last week. We did, actually. We did. Yeah. Tell us about the um, challenge. Well, I decided to do the house in in Oblivion. So, oh, yeah, what'd you get? Yeah, I had to do the Oblivion one, and you also didn't say there were no console commands on Correct. that. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I don't want to do the vanilla one because that's just boring because you know what I'm going to go for. It's going to go to the cheapest house because it's a house, and that is a boring story. So I, so I go and try to download house mods. Right, but you I don't insert even know which Liz. ones I did. <laughs> I, I seriously just clicked on like the top three and installed them all, and I was like, I, I don't care. Then I saw one that is just a basement and it connects to any other house you purchase, which is awesome because you have your storage space. And I was like, well, if I want to continue this game, that's all I really want. So, and then I'm on the Nexus and then I see the Apache goddess store and that's the girl version of the one I had talked before uh, about with all the clothes. And I'm like, well, I want my character to be pretty. So So there it is. That had to be downloaded. And uh, all, all sorts of other mods. And, um, yeah, that took a really long time. Um, mods are like potato chips. You can't just have one, you know? You got to... Well, yeah. And, and I'm hungry. So I'm in game and I'm like, well, the character is the most important thing. I need to go there first before getting a house. <laughs> so, yeah, that was two hours of my time picking out outfits. And once I got all settled with that and... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Those are trainers there too. Liz, I did. Then, yeah, I did say you know get a get a house, not play Polly Pocket. <laughs> look, <laughs> look. Okay, look. At least by the time she was done with all the mods and everything, she actually played. Uh, I, well, yeah. <laughs> Two and a half hours later, I gave up on Skyrim. I'll be like, I'll come back to you next weekend. <laughs> I've had it. Well, and then I was I was like, okay, now's the time. I'm going to go get my house. And then when I left the place, I noticed that I had made a mistake in purchasing and equipping my outfit because um, my butt cheeks were hanging out of the bottom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't notice this for a while because, I mean, I was walking back to the Imperial City from, from the docks where it is. And, and I didn't notice it because I was in first person. I just happened to hit the, the keybind for the um, see your butt cheeks thing. <laughs> it was there, so I had to trek all the way back. Find something else, which is, I mean, it's between a cat suit and butt cheek outfit on those things. And then I finally go back to the city. Decisions, I got my house. Decisions. And there's nothing special about it. Oh. And I totally use the uh, the uh, player ad item, item thing. Put player Mostly dot ad item. Because that stuff at the store is freaking expensive and you can't tell what it looks like beforehand. So, yeah. Do you like it, though? Do I like my dude dress? It's so pretty. <laughs> Can we get I'm some pictures tweeted out? During... Shooting things in some... a black like wedding dress. It's oh, awesome. Wow, that that sounds like uh, Guns N' Roses video, right? And there. I have pretty hair. I, I bet you do. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> looks just like the Little Mermaid. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, that's cool. Um, can we get some pictures of this tweeted out? Yeah, throw them out there. Come on, Liz, let's go. I I I. I let's play. Let's play dress up with Liz. How, how in oblivion? <laughs> How in the game Oblivion, not how in Oblivion the uh, expletive, I can't know the word. Um, yeah, how in Oblivion do I get my third person to show my face? Because I was actually trying to do this before the show. Um, expletive. I don't know, anyone? Anyone on that? Oh, whatever key you hit to go into third person, mm-hmm. uh, you hold that down. <gasps> Thank and you. And it lets you... Uh, you know, spin your camera around. 
Thank you. I knew there was a way on when I played it on the 360. Oh, is that how you do that? Yeah. Oh, I kind of gave up on that years ago. Look at that. Anyway, Mark, over to you. What'd you do in Tamriel this week? Uh, well, I have basically spent the last little bit in ESO. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to get to VR 16, which, you know, yay. And I've been working on getting my armor up. But my Ooh. main focus, yeah, I know. I've gotten um, VR 16 Greaves, uh, Kyrgios, and um, Shoulders, and my sword. Nice. And then I effed up and used up a whole bunch of uh, um, the ruby ashwood to make a shield, which was the wrong shield. And then spent, there was a lot of table flipping. Um, <laughs> oh. oh, yes. <laughs> it, it, if this had just been Imperial City as the only source for this stuff, there, yeah, no, my computer would have gone out the window. Yeah, I would have had a new computer on this side of the lake. Oh yeah, <laughs> he would have thrown it all the way to New York. Mike would have been open up his, not that new. his window with his arms wide open, like I got it, I got it. <laughs> um, and basically, like just sort of exploring the zone and just really enjoying it. And like, I mean, we're going to be doing an episode in Orsinium for a classic in you know in coming coming weeks. Uh, so I'll save some of the stuff for you know a lot of the lore stuff for that, but. Like, there were things that show up in the lore in Daggerfall that were now being expanded upon in this zone. Mm. You know, like, names and characters and things that you're you're actually, they're fleshing out. And they're putting a, a more of a face to. And then there were just little things in the zone. Like, I was walking around on the coast, and I see this waterfall. And I'm going over to it, and I'm thinking, wouldn't it be cool if there was a cave behind the... And there's a cave behind the waterfall. Wow. You had to walk literally into the waterfall to actually see it. But sure enough, there was actually Where one Where did you there. say this was? This was in ESO? It, it's in ESO in Rothgar. It's, Holy crap. They never put anything behind the waterfalls here. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a cave there. And everything. I think they've been listening to a Varwin. Yeah. Hey! It's behind oh, the waterfalls. There's, but, traps, there's traps now in the dungeons. Oh. Oh yeah, no, it's it's what. Oh, yeah, there's there's a dungeon in the main quest line for it. You are going to love if you love traps Ooh. and puzzles. Oh no, no, like it can be frustrating. You need to take your time and think about it. Okay. Um, but basically, like I I did the main quest line. I went through that, and it was fantastic. Oh, good to like, hear. Excellent twists. Excellent care. Like really, really good characters. Totally worth it. And then after it had sort of, you know, it ends, it ends. I'm not going to say how it ends, of course. But I then turned around, and again, I won't give spoilers, but I turned around and I could have sworn, okay, there's something wrong because I'm seeing something that there's no way I should be seeing this right now. And I go and I interact. And all of a sudden, it, it's literally like, what the... Okay, now I'm really excited about the next DLC. Ah. Basically they they pretty they tell you right off this is what the next DL this is what the next major plot arc of this game is going to be about. This okay. is the next major arc of your story. That's cool. And they do take the time to change what the characters called. Ah. At the same time. All right. And it, it like it's just you know which DLC which will 
release this and you you know the theme of what is now coming. I'll tell you what, I'm super excited now, oh, even yeah. more well, excited to play it through was, that. You, you finished the game, so you've been hinted at it when, when I won't say what it is, but Meridia and um, Ball both reference that there's something, something coming you need to prepare yourself for once you finish the main quest. Okay. I think it's lunch. It's mm. lunch is coming. Ba- We've basically, out. I could it's go for some lunch. That. So there, you know, that little hint they brought there, they are not full open like this is who's doing this and this is who's doing that. But it's a very straightforward. This is going to be happening. You need to get ready. You'll know what's happening when this happens. Dum dum dum. So a proper prophecy. It's a yeah. It's a it's straightforward. It leaves lots of room for question. You don't know like there is very much. Well, why is this about to happen? Yeah. You have an idea who's causing it, but you, of course you don't know why, and you don't know how they're going to go about it. But it's it's an it's an extremely good, exciting hook. Looking for it, you man. know. Looking it's not forward cryptic to it. for the sake of oh yes, things shall be happening in the future, my lords. <laughs> it's it's actually yeah. You you need to buckle up and level up because this is just going to go down. Right, hold on, Mark. Can we can we get that one more time? But you got to buckle up and... No, no, no. Things could be happening. <laughs> Things could be happening, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. So, you know, it's it's basically like just... Yeah, no, it's very much... They, they pretty much spell out, you know, in oblique terms that certain characters will be coming back. But they do tell you, this is our next major plot line. And cool. it is... I am... I'm pumped for it. I can't wait for it to come out. Cool. Uh, it, I, I'm, I'm it stoked. Will be com- it will be coming out with Clockwork City. They say that outright. So okay. that's what we're waiting for. All right. Um, anything else, Mark? Uh, no, that's pretty much been me. I think that's, yeah. All right, cool. So obviously I, I played um, I played uh, the Maelstrom Arena. That was a lot of fun. But, you know, we also recorded Classic last week. And uh, we're in Daggerfall, so I was I was playing Daggerfall. It's uh, I think it was classic. What was it? Episode forty five? I think we did or forty six. Uh, forty six. Forty six. Yeah. yeah, really cool. Had a lot of fun. We had Gavin Clayton on there for um, from uh, Daggerfall for Unity. Uh, great guy. Had a lot of fun. But I was playing Daggerfall as a level two Redguard warrior, and uh, these two guys here, Mike and Mark, they had me. <laughs> Jump into Wayrest with a level two Redguard warrior, and uh, oh, you were more than enough. You had fifty percent more than you needed. <laughs> Surprisingly, I did all right. <laughs> um, I got a quest from actually, I got a quest from Baron Zaya, which I, I thought was really kind of cool because you hear about this character all throughout, you know, books and whatnot, all through the games, and you know, the real Baron Zaya and Skyrim and whatnot. It's, it's here she is. I got a quest from her. So it was cool. She had me, uh, apparently, um, apparently some bandito orcs uh, decided to steal her amulet. Damn orcs. Yeah. And they squirreled it away into a dungeon, of course. So I had, to, I had 15 days to travel to this dungeon, find it, and then travel back from this dungeon and hand her hand her the amulet. You'd figure, you know, it's Baron's Eye. You'd figure she'd have the money to go buy another damn amulet. But no, I got to go get this particular one, so... Uh, that was great. I had fun doing that, crawling around the dungeon, fighting whatnot, and dying time and time and time again, not because of the enemies, 
but because I didn't have a water breathing potion on me, and the amulet was under some freaking water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved that you know these orcs apparently steal this this amulet. And then fill a dungeon with nothing but bears and bats and rats, but then take the the actual amulet and stuff it in a room underwater. Yeah, it, it was like someone just like took the. It's like one of these orcs are like, "What we got here? It's an amulet. I don't want that." Throws it right behind him. It goes into the water and just swims, floats on downstream. So it's like the ring. Right, it's lost at the bottom of the river for exactly. hundreds of yes. years until Gollum finds it this is a really annoying um but hey that was that i had fun actually doing that episode and and uh and playing that dungeon it was it was totally cool um that that dungeon i forgot the name of the dungeon mark do you happen to remember the name of it oh no it's it, it's one of the random ones I wrote though, it that's down the thing somewhere. i yeah. don't know where i wrote it down i don't know i got crap all around me i, I can't remember where i wrote it down but anyway um this dungeon was a complete maze. I, I mean, it, uh, at some point, I didn't know if I turned left, left, right, left, right, or right, left, right, left, or left, right, left. It was crazy. It was one of those. And you didn't have doors to you, do your door trick with. No, I didn't. It, there was a few here and there, but it was uh, no good. Anyway, so that was Daggerfall. Also, I played uh, I played some Oblivion. Um, I started doing the arena in Oblivion, and I got kind of bored of that. Um. I think I got maybe into like the fifth fight or so, and I was like, "Eh, okay." So then I went back to the Priory of the Nine uh, to get my my um, Knights of the Nine armor all, I guess, um, dude up, re-enchanted. I suppose is is really the word I'm looking for. Um, I can I can repair it myself. That's not an issue. It's just the sword needs needed re-enchanting. So as I'm over there, I I noticed as I I walk outside of the priory all ready to roll uh above me uh on a hill to the south is an oblivion portal i'm like you know the nerve of this guy he just drops an oblivion portal like a stone's throw away from the priory of the nine i'm like this is some bs so i go charging up this hill and there's, you know, imps and Daedroth just attacking me. I slaughtered the crap out of them. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Jump inside this portal. I'm like, oh, wait. I have i don't think I've actually done this in years. I've never... I haven't closed an Oblivion portal in probably about... If I've done it once in the last five years, it's a lot. And I think I have. I think I closed the first Oblivion portal in Kavach. But I, I don't really count that. For some reason, I thought you were going to tell us that you had left your armor on the rex on the the stand in the night. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But um, long story short, I I kind of had no idea what I was doing. I knew I had to like access something on top of the towers, so I, I was going off on that vague idea. So I'm just running running around trying to like you know kill all these, uh, kill the daydroths and. Um, you know those tiny little uh, tri- ty- Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, Daedra. What are they called? Uh, little, little guys. Oh know. yeah. You know who I'm talking about? Velociraptors. Yeah. The, <laughs> right. They're not the clan fears, are they? Imps. Yes. Clan fears. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, their name escaped me. But anyway, I'm killing them. Getting swarmed. Trying to fight off a couple of epic fights here and there. Unlock this thing. Run over to the next tower. Unlock that thing. Run over to the third tower. There's a giant orb all the way on the top touch that thing everything is burning i'm like holy crap i'm on fire i'm running away and poof, 
Oblivion Portal. Done. I'm like, hell yeah! Who's the man? I'll never do that again. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get that reference. (laughs) So anyway, that was me. Um, Had a lot of fun uh, this week. The times I could squeeze it in, I I did not have a whole heck of a lot of time playing the game. But hey, I'm buying a house. Yay. Yeah. Super excited to announce that. No longer longer looking anymore. I have a place. We're going to contract. Hopefully by the next time we speak, we'll be further along the process. Uh, all right, folks, we've got a hell of a lot more show to go for you. Um, we've got a great crafting table that uh, Rob is going to introduce for us, plus some Tamriel's rumors. Oh, yeah, I almost nearly forgot about that. We've got an awesome rumor section coming at you. Uh, so let's let's get into this. Uh, crafting table right after this. Oh, son of a bitch! And without further ado, Roberto. Thank you, Ivarwin. Our crafting table this week is going to be for Skyrim, a mod known as the Scarlet Buildable Ship by LD50365. Now, this mod does require Dawnguard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn uh, in order to use and can be found on the Nexus Mods uh, website uh, for Skyrim. The mod is... <clears throat> the Scarlet is a large buildable ship mod with over 200 build options to choose from, featuring two small quests and a new unique location. The ship also features a fast travel system along with a secondary travel system for the rowboats on board the ship to locations on the various rivers in Skyrim. The ship includes plenty of safe storage, armor mannequins, displays for dragon priest masks, claws, black books, paragons, weapon racks, display cases, indoor smithing area, and plenty of room for followers. Uh, Scarlet features... Uh, 200 plus uh, build or buy options to choose from. Two small quests. Uh, using a mirror in the bath area, you can change your character's appearance. That's Let's... what got this mod into the section this week. Yes. Uh! Yeah. Yeah, no, no, none of that like Twilight Zone face sculptor that. Okay. Uh, but that that is freaking awesome. Barbershops. They're great. Zosh, you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, plumbed sinks and showers. Cool. Plenty of room for followers. 17 beds. Good God. Five hireable crew with their own crew quarters area. First mate, uh, which buys and sells general supplies and is a potential follower. A cook, a bard, two deckhands, um, galley area with oven and cooking pot. Display area for 14, uh, Dragon Priest Math is 14. Oh, yeah. When you add in the DLCs, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Sorry, I forgot about them. But also, Danger Guard Effects. Yes, I love that. Uh, the Seven Black Books, Three Elder Scrolls, Five Paragons, The Bug Jars, Ten Dragon Claws, and Right Slash Left Amethyst Claw. All Shrines of the Divines and Standing Stones. Uh, shelves on the Upper Deck area. I'm not so keen on that, though. But, um... Uh, enchanting table with uh, theme storage for scrolls and soul gems. Staff enchanter with theme storage. 
imbuing chamber for making spider scrolls, an alchemy table with theme storage, indoor anvil, sharpening wheel and armor workbench, plus tanning rack, and a lot more. Oh, yeah. I'm always in the market for a new house mod. I'm going to check this out. I actually I truncated that list a little bit um, just so it was a little bit easier to to uh, read on on the show today. But there, there is actually a, to- a ton of more features uh, when it comes to the Scarlet buildable ship. So, so you don't just get this ship. You actually have to build it. That is freaking awesome. Yeah, that's why you need Hearthfire. A lot uh, of fun. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they didn't put like all of the Hearthfire house on top of just a ship and let it float around. <laughs> <laughs> this is my houseboat. Uh, like the old MacGyver houseboat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, folks. Uh, rumor section. We're coming up. Uh, we got we got a hell of a hell of a section for you, so enjoy. Oh my god, Becky, did you hear what Yorun just did? <laughs> Poppycock. <laughs> Whatever. Alright, folks, so so we've got some data mined information here that uh, that comes from Reddit. And it's not our rumor section, but you know, hey, with the way the way things uh, on Reddit and their data some of the folks there that data mine stuff goes. If it's data mined, it's got to be true, right? That's sort of how it feels. But uh, for now, it's a rumor. So here we go. Uh, the ESO Reddit is at it again, this time digging up lines of code suggesting that the towns of Anvil and Kavach, along the gold coast of Mega PvP Zone Cyrodiil, may be coming to the game. On these lines of codes are NPCs, names of some buildings within the towns, and even suggesting there may be quest givers there as well. Specifically naming Anvil, Kavach, and uh, the the Gold Coast. So it seems like the Gold Coast is actually going to be a new zone coming coming to the game. Uh, who's excited about about this actually coming in? We, I think it'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah. Really. So I'm actually probably the most in, uh, intrepid, I guess. Or what do you? you call Words that? are hard. Yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> leery about this coming because when I look at the list that I sent you, it says Anvil Undercroft, Castle Anvil, Castle Kavach. Uh, where some of the other ones here, but they're very much based off of like what we see in Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion. And if you remember back about a month and a half ago, we did the episode on Anvil. And at this point in time in the history, Anvil is nothing more than like a uh, a pirate's cove. And so it makes me concerned that there's a Castle Anvil listed. Castle Anthrax. Um, <laughs> Just a small a bit of <laughs> Small bit of barrel. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> so uh okay. Well Castle Castle Anvil being being in the game, uh I don't know, Mike. What what, what do you think about that? It sounds like you're you, you got yeah, maybe a like potential right. This, this huge debate about like why um, we see mainland Morrowind, but we don't get to go 
to the Isle of um, Vardenfeld. Uh, and, you know, people are like, oh, you know, we should go to Vardenfeld. That's where more when Elder Scrolls 3 took place. I think, no, it, it's off limits right now. You know, it, it's the uh, tribunal's um, territory. You know, it, it's none of the major cities are there. And so we know that Anvil is nothing more than just a Pirate's Cove sleepy little fishing village. And now they're putting in Castle Anvil right out of Elder Scrolls Four. It's like, this does not bode well for those uh, that are lore nuts because they're going to retcon everything. Okay, so you're saying that the lore actually bars them from really having a, a, a Castle Anvil. Exactly. So, you know, if, it, if you're going to put this in, it should be kind of like when we did the, the walkthrough ESO Cyrodiil where we went to um, Coral and Coral didn't have its castle. It was still like, you know, kind, parts of it were there, parts of it weren't. And it really makes me concerned if they just decide, oh, you know, we're going to cut and drop map parts right out of Elder Scrolls Four. Yeah. Um, okay. So from a lore perspective, maybe not such a, a hot thing to, to actually see in game, um, which, which kind of makes me want to ask this question about certainly about seeing things in the game. Um do you think this is going to be separated from the rest of the PVP area or not? Uh, the reason why I'm asking this is because if you, if you add this in, okay, as part of the PVP zone, it's going to be right smack in the DC slash AD territory. I mean, that kind of suggests that they're, gonna put in some some new like um like towers that, that you know you can you can take over isn't that gonna like create an imbalance issue for for those those territories in regards to pvp i mean you're gonna have to acquire all new you're gonna have to acquire towers uh more towers for the ad and the dc and then they're gonna have to hold those towers as well uh, one thing could be that uh, they make it um, outside of the campaigns. That um, right. That's sort of what I'm suggesting is, or or asking is like, do you think this is going to be part of the Cyrodiil campaign or or not? Um, well, I don't think it'll be part of the campaign. I think it'll be. It might be a PvP area. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to. Be, it's going to be more like uh, Imperial City because the I can't remember the red whatever they are red buccaneers actually hold this entire area uh, by their own, like, forces. So, you know, if they're going to go that route and, you know, stick to the lore, at least in that aspect, then, you know, it would not fall under any of the territories because the Red Buccaneers pirate group are going to be, you know, in charge there. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the problem, Mike. Um, when you say that, you know, because of the lore, it doesn't support, you know, this sort of thing, Sometimes game companies just trudge all over their lore and they have no idea about it. So you can't say that, you know, well, the lore doesn't support it because, you know, and therefore uh, this is not going to be here. It's 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 um, it's kind of like, a yeah, you know, maybe, but it could go either way. Uh, I, what, Rob, what do you think? I, do, you, do you think this is going to be like a part of do you think when if and if this actually does come in? which is already a huge if it's going well, to be a part of PVP or not. Well, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, it, 
Anytime one of these data mining lists comes out, I mean, I take I take a lot of it with a grain of salt. And I know that the argument has been there that oh, well, something you know, just about everything that's been data mined has come to fruition. Yeah, that might be true, but you know, for this particular area, I don't I don't think it is going to be part of the Cyrodiil campaign. If anything, I think that this is probably going to be strictly a PVE area. Yeah. Um, which it is possibly set aside, um, I don't know, for maybe future Thieves Guild Dark Brotherhood content. You know, since it, That's interesting. it, it you interesting know, since thought. it's supposed to be overrun with, you know, buccaneers and pirates. Okay, well, here's here's your roguish style area, which would just fit right into that whole, um, you know, that that whole. Uh, I guess I can't even think of the word for it, but that, that you know that whole scenario. Um, it's it, it's hard to say. I've seen all kinds of just crazy stuff on the um, on these data mined lists, you know. And when when they load this stuff into the game, yeah, it's true. You got to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, you you got to take it with yeah. a whole jar of salt, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whole jar of salt. I mean, I think you your know. blood pressure medication would probably give you problems if you took it with the whole uh, drug. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think your doctor would be too happy with you. But you know, I mean, I, I've seen stuff in, in you know lists that came out eight months ago that we still have yet to see. And they're like, oh, well, it always makes it in the game. Well, evidently not. Yeah, is that true or not? Yeah, and that, yeah. again, that that's why this is in the rumor section, Liz. Your opinion on on some of this? What do you think? Um, basically, Rage just said what I was going to say. Of uh. course, I am keeping track now. Uh, every time Rage and I, um, first of all, agree, um, I'm going to take a drink, and then <laughs> <laughs> the the times we flip flop on whether or not we believe in whatever data mine thing <laughs> is going to come to fruition, it flip flops every time uh, we do a show. I remember the last time we were very positive about it, and this time both of us are like, yeah. I more think that it's just okay. I see the word anvil, and I'm like, okay, something is coming up that has to do with anvil. That's that's the only expectation expectation I have. Okay, so obviously a tremendous grain of salt. Let me ask you this, in your opinion, would you want to see this as part of, of PvP, or do you want to see this as, as a part of PvE? It, it actually does not matter to me. I play both. Okay. Now, for me personally, I would rather this be a PvE thing for a couple of reasons. Number one, that's my favorite game content. But number two, I really feel like if they added this in as as part of the PvP area, they really need to add some other areas into the game at the same time. This way it doesn't fully uh, throw the balance off in in the areas. And I know they can get around it by saying, like, you know, oh, just don't put towers in that area, but it, that's going to be it's going to be stupid. I, you they, know, they have to have something over there that causes people to want to go there. Or right. you have to have some place in every yeah. single of the base cities to port you there. Exactly. They've got to have something over. I mean, if they're if it's part of the PVP experience and they drop it in there and they don't put some sort of defendable tower in that area, that's going to be dumb. I don't think they would do that. I mean, that's just sloppy game design. Um, and, and, yeah, go ahead, definitely. Mark. I mean, imagine you're playing as imagine you You've got an uh, Ebonheart Pack character, your favorite character. This is all you ever really play. Hey, they're adding in this the Gold Coast. Great. 
And the only way to get it is to get past both the Daggerfall Covenant and the Aldmeri Dominion and hope that they don't kill you and knock you all the way back over to Skyrim. Yeah. Wait, your favorite character is an EP? Whatever. Oh, hell no. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, true, true. But at that point, <laughs> it's not as bad as if you decided to play in the Dominion, but, you know. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. Oh, yeah. Filthy chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, pasting these uh, images that we have from um, that we I got from Reddit. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to paste the pi- pictures I put on Twitter of my character. This is a family she- show, Liz. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need to see the butt cheeks hanging out, you know. What? You've seen it, obviously. You know that's what I tweeted. <laughs> I uh, I didn't even know that you 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 did that yet. Um, I had these these uh, URLs right here in the notes. Uh, I don't know. It's, Toss toss a toss a URL of of your your character in Oblivion, Liz, and we'll throw it in the chat room. I'm sure they'd want to see it. So there it is. All right. Um. I, I mean, God, I I I'd hate to ask this because I think it's kind of stupid at this point. But I mean, I wanted to ask. You know, when do we think this might come out? But let's just let's just leave it off with this. Do we actually think that this is going to come out? I'll, I'll start with Mark. I think it'll eventually come out. I mean, I like the concept of it. Um, I seem to recall reading somewhere in the game that uh, at this point, Anvil is like uh, the Altmeri Dominion had moved in and at the very least, the city has been taken. So as for Castle Anvil, I I could see the zone being you've got all these very independent smuggler buccaneer types now fighting against the Dominion and preventing them from getting a proper hold. And as for there being a castle anvil, well, it's the Dominion. Everything has to be very regimented with them. I could see them actually starting to set up a fort. So I'd like to see it as a PvE uh, domain uh, or, you know, area, just like they did with Rothgar. So I figure we will. I'd say we're probably not seeing it for maybe a year and a half, two years probably. Okay. You know, if it comes out. What do you think, Mike? Is this um, is this? You think this is something that we're actually going to get? Um, I think that uh, with the potential for everything else that uh, these zones are already established, uh, you know, people know them. That it, it's easier to fill in something like that than it is to come from whole cloth. And so, I think that we are going to see more of Skyrim, and we are going to see more of stuff from Elder Scrolls three and four. Uh, make its way into the game. I just hope that you know they don't throw the the baby out with the bathwater per se. You know, the, the, they want the the area, but they don't want to follow the lore. I I think they've been doing fairly well with that, though. I I think that they they make changes, but frankly, I, not as bad as we've seen with other games. You know, we we've seen the other games do some pretty big changes too. So I'm not overly concerned with that. I'll. Will I guess I, I'm waiting to see what they do with it. Rob, coming out or not? I'm going to agree with Mark eventually, but as for you know what what the zone is actually going to be, if it's even its own zone, um, is going to be up in the air for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, Liz, what do you, what do you think? Your your opinion on that? Do you think we're actually going to get this? Um, I, just what Rage said, and yeah. I'm thinking two years. Two years. I uh, see. I don't know if I want to go that far with it. Well, it just depends on how big it is, Giggy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Well, I I uh, I defer to you uh, to your your uh, your proper judgment, uh, my hosts. And uh, with that, uh, we're going to lead into into some um, some other stuff. How about that? You like that, right? That's awesome stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Well, here we are in our community section, and that's where we hear from you. But first, we always like to spout our mouths off a little bit about the lore, and we've got the one and only, the Tamrielic historian himself right here, Mike, who would like to tell us about some of the Tamrielic holidays we've had since we last spoke. Since we last spoke, we've had Emperor's Day, Frostfall the 30th. Once the 30th of Frostfall, the Emperor's birthday was the most popular holiday of the year. Great traveling carnivals entertained the masses while the... Um, wow, I'm looking at the word and I can't even say it. Wow, holy crap. <laughs> uh, the aristocracy uh-huh. of Daggerfall enjoyed the annual goblin chase on horseback. Recently, these traditions have fallen into neglect... It has been decades since there was a big carnival in any of the cities, and longer still since a regent king of Daggerfall sponsored a goblin chase. I think we should have changed that this year, and we should have chased the goblins. I love a good <laughs> goblin chase. I know that's <laughs> terribly um, not politically correct and, and uh, insensitive of me, but man, do I love a good goblin chase. No, that would be make an amazing guild event. Because you got that uh, jewel that you could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, we already did the, the goblin hunt back in Stress Mackay. We can do goblin chase. Hey. It'll be like snake whacking day. <laughs> oh my god. I, I, you see Rob's, uh, the, the wheels in Rob's head are turning. Hmm, dancing. Has, it, has it been a year already? Yeah. Second annual goblin chase. <laughs> yeah, that's what this would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to check some dates, aren't we? Yeah, hey. we are. <laughs> Rob, get Ray on the phone. <laughs> and, uh, Mike, what else we had? I know there was something else. Uh, in the fourth year, 171, the Great War began on this day when then-Emperor Titus Mede II rejected the Thalmor's ultimatum. Moving to this month, Sun's Dusk. Gauntlet, Sun's Dusk II. In Daggerfall, this is the summoning day for Boethia. And then Serpent's Dance on Sun's Dusk III. The Serpent's Dance of Satakalam may or may not have begun as a serious religious holiday dedicated to a snake god. But in this day, it is a reason for a great street festival. Those are our holidays since we've last met. Ah, and if you will, please pull up to the fire, warm your paws, as uh, Jazzledar gives you the two moons horoscope. Uh, Jazzledar, if you please. Master is a new moon, and Secunda ends its progression soon. It is a time for rest. Gather your sugar. Prepare for the long cold. Satheray, while you venture forth to the world of Man and Myrrh, remember your heritage in the warm sands of the south. <laughs> We're the biggest nerds ever. <laughs> I love this it. This is a problem? <laughs> no, I just, I just love... Rolling around in my nerddom. 
publicly. Oh my god! With you it's guys, it's getting all over your face, it's dude. Get, it really is. I gotta like wipe my chin of nerd stuff. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, you folks. We've got three emails we got to get through first. <laughs> oh, good lord. Um. Uh, so, so this is where we have we have heard from our wonderful listeners uh, and viewers alike. Uh, we've got this one here by Skelfy, who says, I recently discovered the ESOTR and classic Elder Scrolls podcasts and am already a huge fan. I played Marwind on the PC back in the day, and listening to your podcast brings back many fond memories. For example, one of my favorite characters was a Khajiit named Twinklepaws, who had max out (laughs) hand-to-hand and sneak skills. After she joined the Marg Tong, because apparently Twinklepaws must be a feminine name for a Khajiit. Uh, after she joined the Marg Tong, thanks to the awesome Khajiit unnamed fighting animation, which looked more like slapping than punching, she assassinated many an unsuspecting target using the death by slap fighting technique. I've started playing Elder Scrolls Online, and though I'm having a fantastic time so far, I do miss the hand-to-hand skill line since some days all I want to do is sneak around and surprise slap attack a few dozen mobs <laughs> with my character's adorable Kajiti claws. Anyway, thanks for having such awesome and fun podcasts. I'm looking forward to catching up on all of your previous episodes. Smiley face by Skelfy. Well, hey. Skelfy... Glad that you're enjoying the show. I uh, hope you stay around for a good long while. And shout out to Twinkle Paws. Yeah. Well, why do I have this image of, of this cat doing the Buddha's palm? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if any of you have seen the movie Iron Monkey. But... Um, <laughs> oh, it, it, really good kung fu movie. Um, probably the only time I've ever seen a concubine used as a projectile weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Sarah. Oh, it's an amazing scene. But yeah, no. There's a bad guy who like he slaps the, one of the characters at the and it sort of like he has this huge hand sized bruise that's apparently now filled with poison. Uh. But so that's what it reminded me of it. And it's just like, oh, and yeah. And by the way, uh, concubine is a projectile weapon. It's it's amazing. It's just this Iron Monkey. Is it recent or is it like Jackie Chan, oh. like nineteen seventies classic? No, no, it's it's like it's like nineties or something. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, Kung Pao? Oh, yes. I've, long ago. Yeah. God. Kung Pao, enter the fist. Kung Pao. Oh my god. Oh, that's I, the one I was thinking of when he was describing. Yeah. This. <laughs> oh, such a bad movie. <laughs> such a bad, great movie. Chosen one. <laughs> my nipples look like milk duds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've derailed this. My work yeah. here is done. Face to foot style. How'd you like it? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Anyway, uh, we got another email here from Justin, and I would just love it if uh, maybe we uh, we gave we gave Mark the old college uh, hoorah and have him read an email today. Okay. From uh, Justin. Okay. Good evening, ESOTR crew. So I finally downed Molog Ball and started on the silver content. I managed to get to VR3 and started questing in Oridon. I crafted all new gear and improved it to purple. But there is here is the one th- here is the thing. My sorcerer is just not strong enough to take on the VR1 mobs I'm fighting. 
one or two, sure, I can get away. Uh, I I can get any. Uh, sorry, sure. I if I can get uh, can get uh, I get any uh, any ads. No way. Uh, and there is no way I can deal with any bosses. I have fifteen champion points total. I tried to run. Uh, I tried running group instances with a guild, but as soon as they see my VR three ness or my inability to use team speak due to it crashing ESO, I get booted. I tried PvPing. That went, let's say, poorly. I tried PvEing in Cyrodiil. This I can do due to battle leveling, but I'm not sure. Is this supposed to be the only thing I can do? Is this working as intended? Is anyone else having this experience? Maybe this is normal. Will the Orsinium patch fix this? Thanks for any assistance. Thank you, Justin. All right, Justin. Here's a couple of quick tips. Number one, team speak. Get it. All right. If you want to well, get it, he he, he said though that it, it crashes the game on him. Yeah, that, that's a big problem with that, and, and I feel bad for him because I know what it's like when I don't feel like talking to people, and they're like, "Ah, we won't run with you without teams." Uh, well, you can't really blame him. Um, I mean, when you yeah, but when it's not the highest level, no, you're right. There are yes, you're right. Yeah, when it's not needed, it's not needed, but. The thing is, is if you want to do group content, no matter what game you're playing, you should have TeamSpeak or some other voice over internet protocol thing. If it's crashing your system, okay, something's wrong and you need to investigate that because that's not the only thing that's going to crash your system. Either check out, I I don't know how to direct you in that, but I got to say one of the things you should be looking at is uh, drivers, maybe a RAM. Uh, You may need to... And I know that it's been updated like three times in the last month. Yeah. Yep. So it could be that he's running a an older version that's faulty. I mean, yeah. we ran almost a year without an update on TeamSpeak, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's updated like almost weekly for us. Right. So. Uh, update your version of TeamSpeak, of course. Um, but if you're looking to do group content, you really do need it. Now, now Liz is 100% right, though. If you're If you're looking to do group content that isn't you know, top tier or or even anywhere close to it, which obviously you're not because you're you're VR three. Well, there are some people out there that could let it go. So you should get involved in a guild that's going to make you happy. Certainly, here at Elder Scrolls Off the Record, we've got a guild. It's called ESOTR. You don't have to join our team speak, but it is there and it is available. So you're more than welcome in our guild, Justin. Um, but I would say definitely get into a guild that's uh, you know going to accommodate you and, and people that you're going to have fun with. Uh, when it comes to your overall build, you're saying here you managed to get to VR3, started questing in Oridon, crafted all new gear, and it's up to level, uh, it's, up, it's, it's improved to purple. But your sorcerer is just not strong enough to take on a VR1. Well, you really got to take a look at how you're allocating your, your attribute points what skills you're using, and you have to understand the the inherent strengths and weaknesses that that is uh, that comes with your class. They all have them. They all have strengths and weaknesses. Um, I don't know what you're doing with your sorcerer or your sorceress, but uh, you should be looking at keeping it as a ranged character. There are great builds out there to make your character, your sorcerer, a uh, heavy armor melee type of character. What I'm saying is check out some builds on the internet 
uh, I think you'll find something that will both suit you and will get you um, on the right path, get you thinking about your class in the way that the game developers wanted you to sort of go in, in a kind of direction. So those are my, my uh, sort of tips. Does anyone have any extra tips for Justin? I just want to make sure that there are going to be listeners out there, well, I can do it this way. If everyone's just giving some some tips on how to do builds, not don't be bragging about your own build <laughs> unless yeah. you can help this guy out. Yeah, I appreciate that? you backing me up on that, Liz. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no. What I would say is, you know, limit your active uh, skills to enough to fill your bar on both bars and then just make sure all of your passives are covered. Because I know a lot of people who have problems, they don't have their passives covered, whether it be their racial passives or like their weapons passives, their armor passives. I remember that one time we ran with Rob and you forgot to put all of your uh, light armor passives back in after yep. you respect. And, you know, <laughs> like, you, you struggle. Where's my through. Magicka going? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, why do I keep running out of Magicka? Oh, I have no passives in light armor. Also, so um, sure those are in place. The chat room is saying, uh, hey, you know, Pac-Man in the chat room says, hey, you can get TeamSpeak on your phone. So you don't necessarily need to run it on your computer. You can get it on your phone. And it's not the best solution, but it is one for now. That's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah I've done Did that they before. make a new yeah. one for, for Android? Because I remember I used to be able to do it and now I can't. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I have an Android phone. I've got TeamSpeak on it. works pretty good for me. Oh, it does? Okay, well, yeah. then they've updated it. Because there were a couple of years where they took it away. Oh, yeah. yeah. The old one was terrible. Uh, Musclehead007, who's actually the next uh, email here, has a has a uh, good uh, good idea here for Justin as well, and says, is team, or is asking, is TeamSpeak preferred to something like Skype? But just to spin off that, you know, uh, Justin, if you have Skype, that's good, too. Um, it, it may be a hog on your system, but it'll help as well. Uh, is TeamSpeak preferred to something like Skype? I guess if you're looking for like a guild setting where anyone can jump in at any time, TeamSpeak would be preferred. But if it's between you and maybe like a static group of members, Skype may actually be better. All right. This next one comes from Musclehead007. Uh, Liz, would you mind reading that off for us, please? Um, let's, well, maybe, 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 maybe she um, might. She he might. says, I have an example for an interesting PVP mechanic for ESO. What I'm thinking is to have a faction specific battle mounts. Okay. For example, I think it would be more fun for the AD to have access to the cinch or cinch. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Cinch. Battle, cinch. Okay. For the cinch battle mounts, the Edmund hard pact to have bear mounts and something similar to the dev for the Daggerfall Covenant. I think that if we had the option to perform, oh wait, the option perform mounted combat, okay, uh, whether it would be mounted sword slash archery or battling it out via the mount's paws, it would be incredibly fun. Oh, uh, that's a cool idea. I don't know how this would be the best best implemented as far as game mechanics or if it is a good idea in general. What do y'all think about the mounted combat in ESO and... May your road lead you to Warm Sands, Musclehead 007. Thank you also for not saying, I need you guys' opinion. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Liz? Uh, uh, Mounted Combat in ESO. What do you think? It was clunky in other games. Why am I clunky in this game? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> How about no, Scotty? How about no? Liz says no. What do you think, Rob? She's got a point with the clunkiness. Liz is right. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I I don't know. I'm going to lean towards no, but it would have to take some serious work and balancing to to make it not ridiculously overpowered or clunky. Yeah, I I agree. Even uh, Wicked Wolf in the chat room saying no, no mounted combat. Locho scared me for life. (laughs) Yeah. What's that, Liz? It's a good idea. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I wanted to feel like we weren't all going, no, no, no. It's, it's a good idea. Yeah. It is. I think it's a, it's a good idea. Um, you know, you got to get used to it in Skyrim. When it first came out, I hated it. I was vocal about it on the show. Eventually, I got used to it. I still use it. It's still clunky. Um, Mike, what about you? Mount to combat, yes or no? I think that the EP should get uh, mammoths that are very slow but very hard to kill. Okay. All right. So then, yes, and yes, and uh, and then the EP should get mammoths. They're slow. That's kind of cool. That's a cool idea. No, because they'd all have to be the same, or else one's going to be better than the others. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but Mike's got a, a good idea here. I mean, you got to have some kind of like the the sense would be like super fast, you know, because well. Oh, and then uh, the the mammoths would be hard to kill and very slow. And then I don't know what would the 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 DC could ride the orcs into battle. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful idea. You know, I thought of you, Mike, when I was playing Skyrim because you know I was talking to people in the Imperial City, and I saw this this girl from behind, and I was like, oh, I think I know who that is, and I think she's a little elf, and I turn around, she turns around, she's got that orc face in my face, and I literally, I got scared. <laughs> like, ah! Because <laughs> you know they do that quick turnaround when they talk to you? Yeah. Yes. And just mm-hmm. right up in their face? Yeah. yeah. I was scared. All of a sudden, you hear the uh, <clears throat> Alfred Hitchcock's psycho uh, yes. sound going, hee, 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 hee. You're a sweet little voice, and you get a, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at? Oh, my God. And, uh, <laughs> I should have known better. <laughs> uh, well, Mark, uh, just to end off with, with Mark. Um, I, You know what? I, I think it could be neat, but I got to admit, I've never, ever used it in Skyrim. And I think that with the, the amount of lag and issues that are already in PvP that... Uh, I can just imagine the nightmare that ha- now having people on horseback is going to cause... <laughs> Well, I, yeah. I think it would be awesome. I don't think that it would it would work well in PvP. I I just think it would cause more problems than it would uh, would add. Yeah, and uh, plus the leveling of the mount itself. Oh my god! Uh, oh god! Put yes. you in their group if you didn't have full speed. Full. Yep. Here's here's one quick topic I want to throw around real quick before we end off the show. Skyrim. Love it. Right. <laughs> It's DLC. Eh. Eh. You know? Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, is there anyone here that actually likes the DLC for Skyrim? I kind of hate them all. <laughs> I, I do. I, mean, I, I do, like, too. Like, I hate them. Dragonborn yeah. is, like, I, I don't think Dragonborn is bad at all. I, like, I, I love Dragonborn, but... Like, even Dragonborn, I think, kind of really pales in comparison to... To just Skyrim in general. What do you think, Mark? I know you're raising your hand. Yeah, I well, I, I that's because I do like the DLC. I I think part of the problem is that you know with these with the add-ons uh, with the DLCs just 
you can't compare them to the to the rest of the game because, quite simply put, you know, they're meant to be another storyline and a little extra. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, they're they're never going to be able to match up with that. I think it's more fair to compare them to a major quest line. Okay. As opposed to make the you know treating them or like I think with Dragonborn, it's fair to say compare to a bit to the main quest line, but also a bit to say one of the more zone like one of the sort of like either uh, the rift or the or um, uh, the area around White Run or that that type of like uh, main city plus surrounding zones. I think with Dawn Guard, you need to sort of like look at one of the guild quest line type things because that's closer to what they're meant to be. Yeah, I, I, I does I, do you guys ever go into um, uh, what's the area for Dragonborn Solstheim? Do you guys? I, I never go into Solstheim. Ever. I spend a lot of time in Solstheim. I you? love that zone. I can't. Like, I just, I don't, I love Skyrim itself. I go into Solstheim and, like, I appreciate Solstheim for what it is. I love the Morrowind feel that Solstheim mm-hmm. has. But then I'm just like, oh, God, I go back into Skyrim. Like, I don't I, think I it's so, sorry, I was so thrilled when I actually found a, a mod that let me get up, put a house in uh, Solstheim in Raven Rock. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, there's I mean, one that you can get there anyways. Yeah, but you know what? Like, It's not really your house. It's basically, yeah, you kill these people, you can go sleep in it. But it's not like... <laughs> like you, can't move, you, you can't move your family there. You can't... You, you know, like, it's just yeah. basically your squat. It feels like you're squatting, not like it's the other places. It's your vacation home. Yeah, but it's not... You, you, I'd you like go to, to an move island. my family to this ash-covered hellscape. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think, Rob? Yeah. Drag- the DLC for Skyrim. I mean, yeah, Skyrim's awesome. What do you think? Um, I appreciated. Um, I appreciated the DLC for Skyrim. Um, I liked Dawnguard, but then again, I'm a, I've always been a fan of vampires and yeah. not the sparkly kind. Um, so I, I, I appreciated that uh, uh, that that content. Um, uh, Dragonborn was a lot of fun. That was. Uh, that was more or less uh, the addition of another main quest to do that that I really liked. I, I, I even appreciated Hardfire. Be, like, it was five bucks, and for what it gave you, it was worth five bucks. Okay, here here's the ability to make more houses. You know, build your own. And drink milk. And drink milk. You know, so it's like... Were do I think that oh they they made the game absolutely freaking amazing? No, it they not 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 at all. But the content in and of itself was was a lot of fun to do, and I still do it whenever I play Skyrim. I guess maybe I'm just off my rocker I, when it comes to this stuff. I, I guess maybe it's just me. I I, I go into Soul's time. I'm just like eh, not into it at all. I just stay like I just stay in Skyrim. Like that's all I I do when I play that game. Mike, what about you? And then we'll off the list. What, what what do you think? I think you'll notice when they're not there more than when they are. Mm. No, I doubt of, that. Well, I don't know. Like all of the the little things that uh, <laughs> they bring to the game for immersion, uh, like and the ability of some of the mods. I mean, you, there's certain mods you can't play without them. Yeah. Uh, like Morrowind Imports puts uh, in. Um, that one stall there where you have to steal the ring from the guy, that uh, once he's let out of jail, you actually get to buy, like, 
all of the Morrowind uh, crafting gear and stuff from him. So you don't have to go to Soul's Time to get, you know, the, the, the Ash Jelly Hopper stuff, things like that. Um, okay, yeah, know, a little, the, little conveniences, you know, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things that they bring to the game. I mean, plus there's that giant quest line uh, that came out with um, the, the Ethereum Wars. Yes, yeah, yeah. which was amazing. Uh, so you know, you'd be missing a couple of uh, dungeons. Uh, I know that you like those. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that there's a lot more to it than just you know the main quest for each of the stories there. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you got on this, Liz? Well, I think that you think of Soulstime or whatever the hell it's called. You think of it like the way I think of Blackreach. I don't want to go in there. I, don't to, I feel stuck when I'm in there. And it seems like that's what you're feeling as well. You feel like, it's not a big one. Anyway. Um, that's close to it. When I go into Soulstime, though, I feel as if... And I remember thinking this distinctly. I'm running around in there. I, I remember thinking, where's all the content? Like, I remember when I run. No, in, that's just you. Okay. <laughs> maybe it's just me. I, I yeah. guess uh, when I'm running around Skyrim, I feel like you know, oh, every turn of the, everywhere I turn, there's a cave or a dungeon or a town or something cool to unlock. And when I, when I go running around Soulstone, I'm like, okay, there's just more ash here. You know, I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I have a hard time finding really anything of note. No, no, me. <laughs> I, I have gone from since I played it on the 360 and gone to PC now um, I, I'm not going to buy the download <laughs> I've already played that game several times on the 360 yeah. I'm not going to buy additional content when I could be <laughs> buying additional content for say Dragon Age <laughs> Right. so yeah I'm not going to waste money on that oh, I see how um, it is okay. and it's not really I don't miss anything except for the fact that <laughs> I liked building the house and that was just something to do yeah yeah, yeah something okay. one day. Anyway, all right. I think maybe maybe Liz and I are, are a little bit closer than uh, in this in this sort of feeling than maybe I am with with kind of everyone else. But I just want to throw it out there. Yeah, I, it was something I was thinking about. It seems so like stark and apparent to me. I'm running around Soulstone. I'm like, you know, this is not as cool as Skyrim. And I go into Skyrim. I'm like, hey, Skyrim. Ah! <laughs> also, tell me it's not on your computer. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's that type of content that. You know, like, I mean, Skyrim itself has got massive replayability, but every playthrough of Skyrim that I do, I don't always do Dragonborn. I don't always do Dawnguard. Um, snail. I might build one of the houses, but you know, it's it's just something fun. It's it's that distraction based content, and that's the way I look at it. Like okay, well, all right. I've already I've already killed Alduin. So what do I go do now? Yeah, yeah. it's like oh okay. Well, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go kick this other guy's ass who's uh, <laughs> saying I'm the original Dragonborn. Oh the hell you yeah. are! Like that. That's <laughs> what I, I got to tell you. Playing that that for the first time, the um the Dragonborn quest chain, um from from the Dragonborn DLC. Uh man, did I love that? I really loved going after that guy. Oh man, what was his name? Mirak. Mirak. Oh, Mirak. Mirak. Oh, God. I mean, he felt he felt like your nemesis, you know? Uh, he. Oh, yeah. Dude. Especially since he took away stuff that yeah. he used to use. Oh. I couldn't Except wait to kick his you. ass. He, he was the most personal enemy that any character you've ever played in any Elder Scrolls game has ever had. Yeah, cause because it mattered. He, they took away yeah, stuff. <laughs> exactly. He. 
he knew what you looked like and cared what you looked like, and he actively worked to annoy you. Yeah. <laughs> and it did a wonderful job with that. That was the oh, yeah. one thing I loved about Dragonborn, and I thought they did so much better than the original vanilla Skyrim was the, the uh, antagonist was someone you really just wanted to get your fingers around his throat and just wring the life out of him. <laughs> you hated him. <laughs> yeah. Stole my dragon soul again. Yeah. Oh, worst ever. Okay. All right. Great discussion, guys. Um, sorry to just kind of throw it in at the end of the show. I know everyone's tired, but um, it was something on my mind. I wanted to just, I figured, hey, you know, I, we're, we're with friends, right? Why not? Uh, no, no problem. So that's the end of our show. Uh, where can you get this show, though? Hey, iTunes, that's a great place to get our show, including Stitcher Radio on stitcherradio.com or stitcher.com or the Stitcher Radio app available for all mobile devices. Great app if you're, if you're an Android device user. It is a fantastic app. It's solid. It's free. It works. Stitcher Radio app. Also, uh... Our website, questgamingnetwork.com, if, um, works great on mobile devices, too, by the way. So check that out. And, of course, on YouTube, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. And, hey, if you're watching and you haven't subscribed, it would be a big help if you did subscribe. We would appreciate that. And you would catch all of the content that we have here at Quest Gaming Network. Uh, you can find us on our website, like questgamingnetwork.com. Of course, Facebook is a thing for us, facebook.com slash quest gaming network please like us there and you can tweet at the show at elder scrolls otr and of course you can catch our next episode of uh classic classic elder scrolls is next week guys it's me it's mark it's mike it's mike it's mark it's me it's man marco next week <laughs> <laughs> is it, so Varwin needs to get up to level three because he needs to be that level. You need to level up once so that you can actually get that quest. <laughs> Take this pressure. <laughs> totally gonna do it by next week. It's like totally gonna happen. Um, Daggerfall. It's a thing. It's a fun thing. Check us out. Classic Monday right here on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Quest Gaming Network Monday. November 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be playing some Daggerfall and uh, talking about stuff. Mark, Mike, what are we talking about next week with Dag with uh, Classic? Man of Marco. He blows. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Just ask Liz. And the many, many... Uh... What's his Sorry, face wrote that line? Sorry. Uh, Rage wrote that line, by the way. Oh. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And Man Marco also rips off Pinhead from Hellraiser. Oh, is that? <laughs> no, well, all the, the the whole line "Your suffering will be legendary." Yeah, yeah, that is yes. that is that yeah. is from Hellraiser. That is a Hellraiser line. Was it Hellraiser three? Uh, I believe that was the first one, the mm. original one. Your suffering will be legendary. Is that the one with the lady that's in the mattress? Yes, I think. And I think that's number two. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh my god, boys, the testosterone is palpable. <laughs> Next Jeez. time on Hellraiser Off the Record. <laughs> Where your suffering is legendary. <laughs> Speaking of suffering, I think everyone's suffering now, so let's move on. <laughs> uh, next episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Records in two weeks. Dos semanas. Folks, uh, we're going to be talking about something 
that is newsworthy between now and then. <laughs> Plus our gameplay and all the fun with lore and your emails right here on Elder Scrolls Off the Record that will record Tuesday, November 24th, 9 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, do not forget Dancing with Daggers, Friday nights, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Final thoughts, and let's start with our brand-new cast member, Mark. Well, this this was fun. First of all, thank you for letting me on when I asked. I just I, I had to get in on this one. And thank you for you know asking me to stay for the next one and all of them after. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. So uh, yeah, no, this this was fun, and I frankly can't wait to if Orsinium frankly took a long time in development, but it feels you can see the quality. Yeah, I'm hoping that the next one looks just as good. Well, welcome aboard, Mark. Mike, final thoughts. The Orkin Man will strike again. The hell? Okay. <laughs> the Orkin Man, you know, he goes to exterminate uh, the pests. Ah, okay, and the Orcs are the pests. Oh. Yeah. Gotcha. I'd like... Oh, jeez. <laughs> Knocking over <laughs> recording equipment. Uh, Rob, what about you? Final thoughts. Uh... I don't want Mark back. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Beat you to it, Liz. I, I knew you were going to do that. No, it, 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 it is awesome to have you with us, Mark. Um, as I said before, the daggers are taking over QGN. So, <laughs> so He's already signed it over to me. <laughs> um, yeah, we've already gotten you to change sides. So. Uh, no, great show, guys. Uh, Orsinium's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting in there, and by next show, I will be VR16. Do it. Do it. Do it. And, Liz, your final thoughts. Um, I'm ashamed of our listeners, because I tweeted that picture of my butt pic, and that has been the most retweets I've had in months. (laughs) That's ridiculous, people. (laughs) Does her butt pick look really look that good? I mean, hold on a second here. Now, now I gotta stop the show, and and take no, it's a look. Just that it's hanging out. I mean, that's. It's a, <laughs> I mean, it, it's Oblivion too. Like you got to imagine that any any butt in Oblivion is gonna look half like a potato and probably half like a cassava melon. Oh no no no! This is firm like an apple. Which oh okay, which that might, might be a good thing. I I'm not seeing this just yet. Hold on a second here. We got Avi. Avi. <laughs> Avi Optimal from from uh, Tales of Tamriel. He retweets this too. Who's been there? Wow, that yeah, okay, yeah. I would say firm like an apple is is really on target. Uh, yeah, that's what it, I'm talking it about. It really is. That is quite the lovely. All right. Anyway. Moving <laughs> <laughs> <Right> on. <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for listening, for watching, for downloading, for doing what you do, for interacting with us. Um, if you wish to support QGN, uh, there's so many ways that you can do so. You can do so with Patreon. You can do so with PayPal. Those are financial. If that's not for you, that's fine with us. Of course, you can you can just go onto our website, log, register, uh, talk on our forums, log into TeamSpeak, play our video games, uh, hang out with us, play, join our guild. We've got a wonderful guild join our guild uh watch our shows that's that's how you can support us uh, give us a five star uh, review on itunes that's that's a wonderful thing too it helps us out thank you everyone welcome mark you're going to be a fantastic addition to uh to this to this show um 
if this episode has has any indication of, of future performance. And uh, thank you to our wonderful chat room listeners for hanging out with us and, and uh, making our our uh, live stream that much more fun and special. As always, take care, everyone. Be safe, and may the foos. Basically, Lynn has been sort of the, um, you know, she looked at the netches and was like, nope, nope, not having that in the house. Nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if I pushed, it would be fine, but, you know. <laughs> the mic's just hammering at home. <laughs> <laughs> However, if it was a gift, hint, hint, wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. I, I'm currently getting looks. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Mark. <laughs> I he tried to get his brother in on it, you know. His brother was having none of that. <laughs> He's that Lynn. He doesn't want any of that trouble. How's that? Is that better? That's a lot better. Much better. Alright, cool. I can smell you. Oh dear god. You shower. Hey, did you bathe yet? No. Did you bathe this year? No. All right, Pally, you're coming. Hey, Liz is here. Hey, Liz. Liz, you buying Fallout 4? No. No? I'm so surprised by that. The, uh, the fetish guys that you work with? <laughs> no, that's just Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you she's got really nice feet. Oh. Who's all down?